The realest podcast ever. The realest podcast ever. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. They used to beat me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I see you on it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Man, you on it. Her homies on it. I see you on it. Your homies on it. Thought she on it. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. Dog, you on it. They used to beat me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. Used to be. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Swear, dog. Her homies on it. Now you on it. Your homies on it. The realest podcast it. ever. You can never mean you ain't as clean as real. real. This right here, that gritty leather chat. What up, what up? It's the Realest Podcast ever. We back. Episode 187, I want to say. 187. We could check that later. Uh, it's your boy C. Diddy. Y'all know the fuck. Y'all know who I am. And uh, we back in this thing. Another Monday. Another opportunity to be great. Another podcast, man. What's the deal? It's Monday. <laughs> Snowstorm hit. Got a good quarter of an inch. Oh, man. I almost checked out on that quarter yeah. inch last night, bro. I'm coming back. I had made a quick little run like soon as it started. I made a quick run from from uh, where we at to Germantown. Roxborough, come back. Get on the E-Way. I get right before the golf mills and almost checked the fuck out. You lost control of the car. Lost control of the car because that soft snow got caked under my yeah, tires. Yeah, yeah. And since they performance tires, it just it never moved. <laughs> yeah. So that shit just got stuck on the tires, slid, almost wrecked out five times last night. Almost. Oh, yeah, you was wild. Luckily, I didn't hit nothing. Like, it was so crazy, I didn't hit anything. Like, I'm on the E-way. I'm sliding. I slide toward the median. Stop. Never hit nothing. Like, didn't scrape the fender, bumper, nothing. Then I'm getting off. I get off at Golf Mills. I say, all right, I'm going to go down, come around, come that way. Ain't really no traffic, whatever. I come down. I'm making good little, doing like 30, 30, 30, 30. Snow get caked up again. I slide. I'm sliding at like a 45-degree angle down the hill toward, uh, you know that Wawa is? The small one. Okay, the little bitch-ass Wawa. Yeah, little bitch-ass Wawa, I'm sliding. Like, I slide past, like, basically, say this is somebody's mailbox, the, t- the ass end of the car slides past the mailbox. Were you in the truck or the car? I was in the truck. Oh, okay. Slides past the mailbox, don't hit it. Slide past the tree, don't hit it. Regain control, uh, 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 right by the Sunoco. I'm stabilized, get fucking uh, to Wegmans. Get my groceries going the house like yeah. five like near wrecks like this shit was crazy man i'm, I'm just uh glad to be cool at this point uh f- close friend of mine got into a car accident last night she uh is okay but her car is smacked somebody hit her tried to do the i'm gonna pull over but it was snow so they, they couldn't skirt off yeah got their information or whatever i'm like yeah, if they tried to skirt off on you they probably uh they, they, they probably don't have no real insurance. Right. They probably got Ronnie Ryan casualty or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, me Mill got me Mill financial. Got they got insurance. insurance now. You'll never believe it. It's like a dream chasers indemnity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, it, it, it was uh, it, it was it was a, it was an interesting night, man. But uh, yeah. So we got you set up five thousand collision, five thousand comprehensive. You like five thousand? Yeah. Five thousand total incident. <laughs> Total incident, like everything, beginning to end, five thousand. Five thousand deductible. <laughs> yeah, the funny, funny. You should ask because the deductible was actually five thousand. My homie the other day told me his deductible was two stacks. I was like, God damn, you don't pay nothing a month. <laughs> <laughs> this shit, nineteen dollars a month. Damn, he got motherfucking uh, civil rights era no, insurance prices. No shit, let me get this cord together. There we go. All right, but uh, that's why I take the short cord. I ain't got to worry about all that bullshit. Yeah. 
I mean, I didn't really have a choice. You kind of just <laughs> handed me the cord. No, every time I've given you the short cord, I get cursed out. Yo, I need, I need some uh, more length. You got a point. <laughs> All right. That's what I be yelling about. All right, cool. But uh, yeah, man, I, I had to get the fuck back up here. So I, I... yeah, you uh came through early. Yeah, man, came through a day early. Cause I was, I was in Charlotte. All we will get to that. And literally, yo, that shit. Uh, Friday, no, Thursday yeah, night. Americans started sending me the joint on the app Like yo um, Shit about to get dark You know what I'm saying You want to slide Let us know You know you can change your joint mm-hmm. With no penalty I ignore it Friday come around Then I start thinking about it Like yo I'm leaving Charlotte on Sunday We not doing jack shit Saturday Right <laughs> Lee was leaving Saturday So I'm just like yo I looked at her flight It was a first class seat open In front of her Okay so I'm just like, I'm thinking about it like, all right, we wasn't really doing that. We was going to one sneaker store in the Met. I done did everything, did the shows, right. linked up with DFB. I'm like, I ain't really doing shit. The storm's supposed to hit Saturday night going into Sunday. Sunday right. So I'm like, yo, why sit around waiting for the storm when I could bounce Saturday morning? Yeah. So Friday evening, before we go into dinner, I'm on the phone with Amex for like an hour. Because, you know, you, when you book it through them, you got to go through them to rebook with American all that shit. Finally, the lady, after like 54 minutes, she's like, all right, yeah, I got you on the flight tomorrow. Nine in the morning, because I was taking a nine nine in the morning Sunday joint. Right, she changed me right. to the Saturday joint. I'm like, boom, so I'm on the flight with Lee. We out. Literally, we wake up and on our way to the airport, they was like, all the flights for Sunday got canceled. Damn. She was like, God damn, you was I'm like, dog, like they <laughs> yeah, canceled. You'd have been stuck till Tuesday. Yeah, he's still there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on up there, big dog? <laughs> he's still there. Is he supposed to go back um over? He was supposed to be here today. I'm supposed to be here today. Okay. Because he had to go get the piece. He was supposed to be here today. He, he to gave me a whole speech about he, being here. He today. wanted to come record. He like, yo, why the fuck is it always some shit? I'm like, dog, that's how it go. Damn. But he was supposed to come get his PCR joint and then fly out tomorrow. Yeah. So now he gonna come in tomorrow, get the PCR at the airport. He like, I ain't even leaving the airport. Literally, he gonna land, get the PCR, get on the flight, go to Qatar. Damn. Yeah. So he just like, yeah, shit just got fucked up at the end. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But a yeah. little, a little bit of snow, man, will shut a whole coast down. Like, I, I was, I'll say this. Philadelphia, Jersey, New York, we a little bit more prepared than down there. Yeah. Snow down there, uh, two inches will shut the entire fucking state down. Yeah. The whole Carolina, the whole South Carolina, the whole Georgia, all that shit. So, uh, yeah, I had to bounce out. But I had a good time down there all week. Um, Seemed like you did everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you did everything. You did everything. Sunday, I, I landed Sunday. Um, I felt like the baby. I mean, I, I like, no bullshit. Like, that 24-hour span was crazy. I landed... Uh, went to the hotel. I stayed at the Kempton. Okay. Very nice. Um, they upgraded me through the John. It was nice. They gave me a dope room. Had a real cool view and shit. Um, I didn't get a rental because I'm like, I don't need a rental. Yeah, everybody. I'm here with people. They all I'm have here vehicles. with people. Yeah. I had to get a rental. Because <laughs> <laughs> waiting on black people yeah. will fuck you up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, I landed. Jules like, yeah, we going straight to the Met. And um, we going to go. And uh, he had me recording two shows. Shout out to Kane. I did his show called Kane is Able. Real good uh, listen. It's me, Jules, Kane, and this young lady, Yolanda. Well, older lady, Yolanda. She was cool as all hell. She owns the club slash studio slash rib joint. It's a lot. Dry cleaners. Dry cleaners. It's a complex. (laughs) It's a complex. Aquarium. Yeah, no, I love to see Enterprise and black folks. Yeah, yeah. She owned the building, so she came in in the joint with us, and they was wilding out her and Jules going back and forth. I'm like, this show has no real point, but it was funny. (laughs) But I'm here. But it was funny as fuck. Um, shout out to Kane for that <clears throat> And then right after that I did the Music Jones podcast With his man It's funny He got the same name as Jules Julian Jones 
he uh is like a he's like a down south version of me. Okay. Where he knows like it got to the point where we was just going back and forth about verses yeah. and everybody like I can't. How the fuck do you know CeeLo's verse <laughs> from the remix that I'm just like dog like you know we we was talking music shit. Yeah. BF was actually on that episode with us. Okay. And it's wonderful because he loves like you know uh just give me somebody randomly like uh like OC and uh, and Mike Geronimo yeah, yeah. And, and like the rap and, and like the new niggas like the little baby and BF is literally just B, he's in BF mood what the <laughs> fuck are they talking about <laughs> these niggas what's that niggas PP number I never seen these niggas at shooters it's just like count the fuck down <laughs> Mitch <laughs> why are you so angry what's that <laughs> <PP> number? <laughs> it was BF being BF it was great <laughs> But we did those shows, and then BF was like, yo, come on, I'm going to take y'all to uh, go get some food, some drinks and shit. It, <laughs> the spot that BF took us to was crazy. It, like, niggas have a, like, that walk around lurking, you know, it, it like, they're that way everywhere. Gotcha. I'm like, we in the we in the South, like the rural South. Because, you know, the Met is, is, yeah. uh, is um, Columbia, you know what I'm saying? So you off, like, the beaten path of, like, the main right. John and shit. Right. All the women thick as hell, but the niggas just they 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 just look. I seen so many Euro hikers this this week, and the, remember the uh, the uh, beef and broccolis. Yes, the, what were those called? Field hikers. Field hikers. I saw yeah. field mad field hikers this week. It was it was crazy. But yeah, shout out BF. He took us out. We went had some drinks, some food it was cool. Monday we went to the game. I'm gonna speak on that for a second. Uh, me and Jules had wood tickets for. Charlotte versus the Bucks, and I was hyped because the Bucks have become one of my favorite teams to watch. So I want to watch Chris Middleton, Giannis, and shit. I fucked with them a lot. Um, Chris Middleton dropped Miles Bridges right in front of me, right in the, the beginning first of the game. fucking play of the game. <laughs> it was lit. Um, the security at the Charlotte Arena. Mm -hmm. I have a real. I almost wrote an email. And that's how you know, they almost turned you to a Karen. I almost went full, uh, and, and nobody peeps it, but like you ever watch White Chicks? Yeah. Me and my man Ross used to geek off of. Remember, they were pretending to be white women when they wouldn't let them in the hotel. And Marlon was like, "I know what I'll do. I'll write a letter." And all the white women was like, <sighs> "Like, <laughs> like yes." And he picked the pen and the paper up and he, he, he shook yeah. it. And he's like, I am a white woman in America. <laughs> That's real shit. Yeah. That's how I felt. But the security at the game, yo, and I, I've been to a lot of different games, a lot of different places, and they were so ridiculous, yo. Like, when I tell you they don't let nothing go on, nothing. Yeah. Like, nothing. We stood up to take pictures at halftime. Same way we did at the gym. Yeah. I literally, like, I'm not exaggerating. In my first picture, I'm so, like, oblivious. I have my mask on. Yeah. Like, I still had my mask on because I had it on. You got to have your mask on sitting on the wood. To the point where the girl taking the pictures, like, you don't take your mask off? I'm like, oh, shit. Take my mask off. We take, like, four or five pictures. Here come the security boy. Yo, why you got your mask off? I'm like... Nigga, the girl take pictures like he literally just took it off of the picture. Like, yeah, you know you gotta have your mask on. And I'm like, yes, we I'm know. aware. It, it, it was I've like, been here for a half. I've been here for a whole half. <laughs> yes, it's like that shit. So then you know the end of the game. You know people that are down there come and they take pictures on the court. Right, it's just what it is. He literally when I tell you he was on this joint, like forearming motherfuckers. Like you no, know, you can't come on the court. And I'm like, yo, yo, what is you doing? Like people taking pictures, kids and shit. He like they want to take pictures of courtside. They need to pay to sit courtside. 
And I'm like, fam, like, he like, yeah, like, you want, you want to do some courtside shit? You need to put some courtside money. And I'm like, fam, I'm sitting in the first chair. Yeah. Like, there's nobody sitting yeah. in front of me. Yeah. And I got a problem with what you're doing. Calm right. the fuck right. down. Like, why are you like that? So then there was a situation where, let me show you this, John, just so you can get a, a, a understanding of what it is exactly I'm saying. LaMelo, y'all know LaMelo Ball. Mm -hmm. LaMelo Ball's the star player for the John. It's a nigga who's sitting on the wood who's clearly, I don't know if he's his handler or he's his, I don't know. He's tied into the ball. He's thing. tied in because he has on jewelry with the BBB mm -hmm. shit. He's wearing the, you know, they Puma shit that he got and all that. And they kept talking to him. Like Chris Middleton kept talking to the nigga. Miles Bridges kept talking to the nigga. He clearly somebody. The game is on the line. The, the, the Hornets score and go up one. Him and his man stood up like everybody did, clapping. Look at the security nigga. Scores. That's them. Do you see this dog? That nigga swooped. <laughs> that nigga flew on the court. And everybody's looking like, fam. Like, if anybody know what the fuck the do's and the don'ts is, but it's like they they cheer. And at the, you know, the last play of the game, did you, I don't know if you watched the game, the Giannis went to the line, down two, made the first one. No, they was down three. Down three. He made the first one. They down two. Yeah. He missed the second, second shot. Try to get a no. He made, he didn't miss it on purpose. Okay. He 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 shot it regular, bounced off. They got the offensive tip back, nailed it, and tied the game up. So you know everybody's standing and whatever. The Hornets came down. Lamelo drove through the to the lane, hit the fucking runner and shit. They took the lead, and you know it was pretty much over. And people jumping around cheering. The dude who's sitting right here, his son was sitting next to him. Some might have been like five or six. They jumping around and shit. The son just happened to come over the line. Security boy looked at the pop. Was like yo 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 yo. Like, get him back. And it's just like, why are you acting like, like ninja security? Ninja man. security, man. You seen the way he ran on the floor. Yeah, though. no, he's he it swooped was disgusting <laughs> the way he was acting. He swooped yo. in like Spider-Man. So then, like I told you, at the end of the game, you know, everybody's clearing out from down there. So people want to come and take pictures or whatever. That's when he said the whole shit. You want to do some course. I sure you better put out some course time money. And I'm like, fam, like, yo, I'm like, yo. Look, I don't know why y'all are like this. I'm like, I'm from Philadelphia, and I go to, like, a lot of games. I've been to games in L.A. I've been to games in New York, Philly. This is, like, a little bit ridiculous. And I'm like, I'm sitting up here, and I just, I'm not feeling what you're doing. The nigga dead ass was like, oh, you from Philly? Okay, that's cool. Yeah, me hot. But we don't, we don't do it like how they do in Philly. <laughs> Joe was like, why are you trying to? <laughs> Joe was like, why are you trying to reason with this thing? <laughs> Trying to reason with the unreasonable. Oh, that nigga said me hot and all, but uh, yeah, that's not how we do it. I'm like, yeah. So then, you know, like people come around and try to come on the floor. The nigga straight took chairs and stacked them on top of each other to block the walkway onto the to the floor. That's nasty. It was ridiculous, dog. I'm talking about, you know how like at the Sixers joint, you can kind of linger around. Yeah. I know bullshit. The entire courtside joint was empty four minutes after the game was over. Only motherfuckers on the court was the sports reporters and LaMelo doing, like, the interviews and shit. They cleared motherfuckers out of that shit so quick it was disgusting, yo. Then they have no entrance into the lounge from, right. like, outside. Like, you basically got to come in the arena, walk down the steps to the court side, go into the lounge. If you want to go in the lounge, you come out the lounge, walk back up the steps, back to the 100 level. I'm like, yo, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> we got outside. I turned to Jules. I'm like, yo, listen, straight up. He was like, this should make you not want to come back. I'm like, yes. All right. So yeah, you, you, you where I'm at. Yeah, you, you, you where it. I'm yeah. at. It was just a, a we, real, 
the energy around it was nuts. And yeah. and, and I, I like almost had snapped on him and shit. And I, I like Jules, like, I told him, like, Yo, I'm gonna get us kicked out of this joint. He was like, Man, I don't give a fuck. I live in Qatar. <laughs> I was like, Dog. Cause he, when he said that mad shit, it just had me so enraged. Because I'm like, yo, you know the security sit there. Yeah. You know they sit right next right, to you. Right, So it's like, bro, if you see me sitting here all game with the fucking mask on and you see me stand up to take pictures, why are you doing this? And I, I just, it was just a disgusting look. Mind you, I'm like, you go to the joint here at the Sixers joint, the Sixers niggas will take your pictures. For sure. Security guards will, the security guard dead ass took a meet the joint, me, Kevin, Jared, overnight. He's like, come on, I got you. I'll get you all right. Ask that security yeah. nigga for a picture. <laughs> Give you a mug shot, nigga. <laughs> Y'all bitch ass niggas no. taking pictures and shit, man. Act like you've been here before. But what if I haven't? Yeah. It was it was wild. That's like, pretty awful. Yeah, honestly, me personally, I'm probably never gonna go to the Charlotte Arena. Damn. And I've been there twice, and that Joan was just granted, you get a different experience sitting in different parts, depending on who you deal with. Yeah. Cause like me personally, I sat in the uh section one eleven front row for the Sixers. I would never sit there again because you right at the tunnel. Right. Where all the shit come in and right, out of. Right. So I, I don't want to do that. So you get a different experience sitting in, say, section 102 or 124. Yeah. But, yeah, that shit, that had me like, yeah, I'm, I'm never coming here again. Mm. And I, I'm like, for me, them tickets is too expensive. For you to come there and your kids can't, you know. Yeah, for you to come to, for you to pay that type of money and come somewhere and feel anything other than fully welcomed, accommodated, do you need anything, what can we get you? Anything other than that is like OD. Especially nope. when you like b blocking people and elbowing motherfuckers and all that. No, like, no, no waiters, no waitresses sitting courtside. Terrible. None of that shit. Like nothing. Like you get nothing. Yeah, our Sixers tickets, man, we had free everything. Everything. They, the bitch board the Casamigos out. Right. I'm with the just, bottle out. I'm yeah, no, just they make, they I'm tripping a, back here. They tripping back there. <laughs> y'all tripping out here and they tripping back there. <laughs> they tripping, y'all tripping. I'm bringing the bottle out. This is she brought the reposado to, to courtside. To the, to the fucking seats. Like, and that, you know, that's what you're paying for in that experience is like, you know, the, the, the perks, the extra shit. So for you to come in and it's just like, almost like, why you here? Mm -hmm. You know, and that'd be my biggest joke with a lot of this shit. Because a lot of this shit has become not fan friendly and i think people be missing that a lot when it comes to all of these events and everything. Yeah. without the fans this shit ain't possible beyonce is great i went to beyonce concert she's fantastic but these sixty-four thousand people in this building right. make this shit the show because if they weren't out here you would look fucking retarded up yes. there dancing and spinning around with nobody screaming out or crying it's just what it is so when you got a situation like this with these basketball games these fans make it pop yeah and you it's 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 hard having a conversation with people who don't necessarily sit in that courtside shit to really understand that it's so much shit going on that has nothing to do with right. basketball. The courtside shit is really like a business within the business. It's a business within the business. Maybe even within the business. Right. That's what it is. You got people walking around with earpieces like they fucking, you know, working like they on Air Force yeah, like One. They, like they on Matrix Revolution. No, this shit is crazy. <laughs> you got people walking around, women in pantsuits and, you know, you got this guy and this guy, this security doing it. When the refs leave, y'all got to make way and da, da 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 And it's just like, yo, we here for a basketball game. Yeah. It's what it is. It's a basketball game. It's shit like going to the Rucker or going to the Rec or going to Elmwood. Like it's a yeah. fucking basketball game. For you to pay that kind of money and you come there and you just like, almost like you you on eggshells. Right. Like, oh, don't let me do this. Don't let me do that. Don't let me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, even even when we first walked up, we came on the jump. 
Bull, the first initial, not the dickhead security board, the other, like, he was super dickhead. This was, like, medium dickhead, Bull. He was like, uh, oh, what y'all sitting here? And we just like, man, why would we have walked down all these steps? <laughs> if we wasn't sitting And here. came around y'all security chairs and walked onto the actual wood, like the hardwood, and started walking down, like, you know what I'm saying? He was like, oh, I need, I need to see some tickets or something. Let me see some. Show me some. I'm just like, oh, oh, y'all all are like this. Yeah, I, I'm just like, yo, like, and instantly I'm just like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck was that? Yeah. And he was like, oh yeah, y'all right here. You know what I'm saying? Seven and eight. We like, we know. Yeah. That's why we came down. Yeah. Jules like, yo, not talking shit. Like, I just this this my seat. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I know where I'm going. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, yeah, it was it was it was a wild. Joke. That sounds like exhausting process. It was exhausting. It was nasty. But anyway, we bounced out from there. We hit Midnight Diner that first night. Um, Midnight Diner, I don't know if you've ever been there in Charlotte. Never been there. Phenomenal. It's like, it's what it's what Silk City should be. Got it. In Philadelphia. It. Like, it's the go-to spot after events and games. Yeah. and Because it's right uptown. It's like three blocks over from the stadium. But it's, it's built just like Silk City. Like an old trolley car. It's mm -hmm. a diner. But this joint is like, you go in and they got music playing and, you know, the, 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 the waitresses is all live and animated and shit. The waitress literally was like, y'all handsome. Uh, either one of y'all looking for a wife? We like, oh, we, we both some family men or whatever. She like, looking for a side bitch? Let me go get my girlfriend. She, <laughs> she bring the waitress back over. She like, look how fat her ass is. She's smacking her ass and shit. I'm like, yo, let me get the French toast. Let me get a, let me get a chance. Like, this shit is nuts in here. But uh, yeah, Midnight Diner was cool. Um, we hit every sneaker store in the fucking... The, the whole everything. Yeah, the whole region. The jewels had you and every one of them motherfuckers. <laughs> I finally broke down and bought the Just Dons, the Blue Jones. Yeah. I've been wanting them for years. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's one of those sneakers like... Uh, it's a grill. Yeah, but they say grill list or whatever. Yeah. And I, I finally... We walked into... Um, shout out requests in uh, Concord Mills, big sneaker store down there. We walked in... I saw the case, you know, like a sneaker, they got the, the big case or whatever. And I'm looking, you know me, I, I wear a 15. So I see the sneaker in the case. I'm like, yo, that sneak looks big as shit. I was like, what is that? He's like, it's a 15. I'm like, yeah. And he pulled it out and I just was like, I'm doing it. And Jules was like, word. I'm <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, let me get those Jones. He like, Shh, I got to catch up. Bring me all this shit to 15. <laughs> Bring me all this shit to 15. But uh, yeah, I grabbed those. Um... I was looking to grab the Fear of God, the Black Jones, but we didn't go back. They the Nike had, Fear of God. Yeah, the black. They had the all black pair of Cola Kicks, and uh, we just didn't ride back down. So, but um, if you don't mind saying, what did the Dons hit you for? You give me a range. Four figures. Four figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but not high. Okay, not high. For the me. the pair that's on uh, the only pair I seen on eBay is just, just funny. Jules hate the nigga, the seller, but um. He actually showed me love on a pair of sneaks, but he got them up for twenty six hundred. Okay, I didn't pay that. Right. So that that. Oh, so you, so know. you won. Yeah. Right, I didn't, won. It didn't even have a two. Okay. So I was just like, oh, you won. All and right. nobody else. I've, I haven't seen him in a fifteen. Like. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a hard to get shoe, and it's just funny how you know later in life, um, you know, with us being sneaker guys, you know, our whole lives, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old, and then now, you know, with the sneaker business being what it is, like yeah. our 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 first inclination now is what's in the case because you know you're not even really interested in none of this other shit. Yeah. Like the other shit is just a function of the casual sneaker buyer. That's just coming in here. Like, all right, cool. What can I get? But it's like, we could find that shit. What's in this kit? Like, what do you have that you're showcasing that 
nobody it, else has. It's a little different for me just because I, I walk in the sneaker stores and my me and him, our drone is, what do you have in a 15? Because right. I know the selection is probably small. Yeah. For other people like yourself, you know, it might be more so uh show me the rarest dunk or the rarest right. one, you know, shit like that. They had a pair of the uh the um the the art basel ones mm -hmm. in the request in uh Greensboro or whatever. I'm like, damn, them Jones 10. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. 10K for them yeah, Jones. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? I want a pair of, uh, I want the trophy room ones, man. And I and I didn't realize I wanted them until they were already 2,800. The, uh, the, the red ones with the sparkles in them. You know, it's like two of them. Oh, it's two of them. It's one that got the signature shit on it, and then it's the other. Yeah, the one with the signature yeah, yeah, shit on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Them Jones. It's like, I didn't, re they was like probably like 1,400 pre-release, 1,250 pre-release, and then now they 28, and I'm like, oh, I want those. I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> like, Somebody had a pair in a 15 in one of our groups for 2,500 a couple months ago. And he posted them. I don't know who if somebody bought them or what. I seen them. Yeah. It, it was like the only fifteen I've ever seen. Right. And he won the twenty five hundred for. Uh, yo, I was on Buy Sell Philly the other day. The biggest sneaker group. The Jones like mm -hmm. fifty something thousand. Mm -hmm. How seventy two thousand? However many people in there. It's nothing on there. Like yeah. they, like literally. I'm about to say, that Jones still alive. Bro, it's 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 nothing on there, man. Like you know the 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 big three, which I guess would be uh you know Goat slash Flight Club because they're one group. Mm -hmm. Uh, StockX and Stadium Goods has put the a casual reseller out of business like okay. it's it's a few guys still holding on that's pulling 15 20 pairs and all that shit but for the most part like you know a smart reseller going to understand like yo even if i got to give stadium goods 20 percent, they're going to be ahead of the market by three months they like them off. they're yeah. going to get them yeah. off and they are price wise they are the price leader and they don't care about being the price leader oh. like this weekend they had a 15 percent off all yeezy sell they do these flash sales mm -hmm. and shit like that they have VC money invested in their business, so they run it like a VC company. Yeah, like, yeah. let's get this. Sh like, let's get everything we can get. What we flooded with Yeezys, cool flash sale, forty eight hours, right. seventy two hours, like shit, like that. Like, I bought my Amamier uh, Raised by Women threes for five fifty at uh, Los Angeles. I sold them through them for nine sixty. They're now eight eighty nine hundred and all of that on Flight Club. Now I sold them two months ago for that price. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, yo, if you a sell, if you a reseller, sell your shit through Stadium Goods. Like you going to get the money. They don't sit on inventory. They constantly communicate and send you shit, and they pay faster than anybody I ever been associated with. Maybe right. Goat is second. Stadium right. uh, uh, StockX pay when they feel like it like them <laughs> niggas is terrible but uh stadium goods is just like yo as far as not necessarily buying shit but here and there you could find a you know a a deal but selling shit stadium goods got it down yeah, like and they, and they killing these, these I, small resellers i'll say this because even rod when i, I send a picture of the sneakers to rod he was like what the fuck where, where did you get these and i'm like at a request and he was like where i'm like it's a sneaker store in charlotte or whatever and one thing i realized being in charlotte for a week when it comes to like life like urban life like how we went to midnight diner and that joint was cracking i'm talking yeah. about lying out the door to get in this joint and he got in because he cool as shit they everybody know yeah. like oh shit that's so so woo -woo -woo. philly really doesn't have like anything yo like, <laughs> like listen Anything. We went. We went to. Nathan. We went. We went to both requests. We went to Soul Priorities. We went to uh, 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 Sneaker CLT. We went. It, it was like fifteen different sneaker zones, yeah. and they all had shit. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, we really don't have that 
here? Like, where the fuck am I just going to just, I can just walk into a store and get fear of gods. I can just walk into a store and get some just dons. I can just yeah. walk into a store and buy some fucking foam runners. And this, it, like, it, it's just, we don't have it. Like, we really don't have it. We don't have cool ass clubs and after spots that ain't, you know, Get your Where you're head not gonna get busted. Yeah, like, Our whole aesthetic is get your head bust. Get your head bust. <laughs> I don't know about you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a head bust. The whole yeah. in the whole city has assimilated yeah. to that man. Like, and you know, it's it's not just Philly. It's other markets, but it's like you know, we live here. We can report I'm, on what goes on on the day to days here. But it's just like yo, the whole Mid Atlantic region is like fucked off with violence. Baltimore, Philly, New York. Uh, parts of New Jersey Like it's just bad man And yeah. it's just like Yo what's the end game To all this violence And guess what It ain't none It ain't none But yeah so That was pretty much all week uh, Wednesday Lee came down So we Didn't really do nothing Cause she came in so late Wednesday yeah. night We went and got We went to Midnight Diner and shit And she was like Oh this joint is cracking I'm like I told you This is about to be <laughs> Yeah Thursday I had set up It was a surprise Cause you know I got her, the truck built I wanted to take her to the plant where they're actually building it. BMW has their, you know, their, it's the only BMW plant in America. Okay. And uh, it's in Spartanburg. So we rode down there. Jules was like, yo, me Hollywood, we're going to come surprise y'all, meet up at the joint. Cool, we can all do it. So you get there, they got, it's called the Zentrum. It's like the museum and shit. And then you can actually do a tour of the plant. Nice. Like you can go through and watch them actually building cars and shit. Well, they only do trucks there. Right. X1, X2. X3, X4, X5, X6, X7 All get built there That's it So if you buy any of those They come from South Carolina So uh, Yeah we went in Whatever whatever It was funny Because you can't take no baby Because you actually go through the plant Because yeah. had, he had his daughter So he so we was just like Ah shit Because I had already bought the tickets Whatever So she was like I could just refund you He was like Yeah it's only our joint Y'all go ahead I'm like you sure He's like yeah I know Lee don't want to miss this shit I know you in the cars She can do it I, I'll chill I'm like you sure He was like we in Spartanburg. I'm going to find four or five sneaker places. <laughs> y'all go do your thing. I'll have a whole itinerary created when y'all come out. We're like, all right, whatever. So we go in there. The tour to plant. I just want to speak on this for a second. When I tell you they have actual robots doing so much of this work, yeah. and I'm standing there like human beings are going to be obsolete sooner or later. No, I'm not joking. No, no they really have hooks and cranes that pick the car. When somebody has to do something under the car, it picks the car up and turns it on its side. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to be leaning up. You just can stand at your workstation and do this. Thing. It was so fucking crazy seeing it. Do you know how many cars they build a day at this plant? No. 1,500. Damn. 1,500 cars they knocking out a day at this joint. You know what I'm saying? Like, the... The goings-ons of it is crazy. The 14,000 employees, the shit is 1.2 million square feet. And it, sh it shows you all the different tests and everything that go on and this, that, and the third. Even the people who work in suspension, I mean, in uh, uh, exhaust. When the, when the exhaust goes onto the car, the car, well, the truck is lowered down from a robot. Another robot picks the exhaust system up under the car, and then the human just comes and zzz, zzz, I'm like, oh, this shit is fucking Damn. Crazy. It's crazy as all hell. And then it shows you all of the safety tests that they do and all this crazy shit. But the lady was like, the thing with BMW, they don't mass produce anything. Every one of these cars has a buyer already. And if it isn't a person who ordered the car, it's, it's a dealership. It's a order. dealership slot that ordered it because yeah. they know, all, you know. Yeah, they're not just mass producing. She said last year through COVID, that plant made 372,000 cars. I'm like, Damn. In a down year. In a down year. <laughs> you know, we was slow last year. <laughs> Shit was bad. You know, we tried to do 650. 
372,000 cars in a year, and all of them already got owners. Fuck. Craziest shit ever, dog. The plant was nuts. It was a wild-ass experience to see it all, like, actually done, where, like, you come in, you see, basically, it's two factories. One is paint, one is assembly. So when you order your car, like, say you, your truck is white, right? You order it, they paint the entire frame with the doors on it, so that way it's one mm. continuous color. Yeah. So when it comes from the paint factory, they have a conveyor belt that takes cars from the paint factory to the assembly factory. The assembly factory is 1.2 million square feet. The paint factory is 1.4 million. We didn't go into the paint factory because yeah. nobody's allowed in there. Right. Paint factory, the conveyor belt at any given time holds up to 200 cars. I mean, this shit is insane, dog. But they bring the car over. When it comes over, robots take the doors off of the car. Take the doors off of the car and then lift the doors to the very top of the warehouse. It goes through, they call them uh, fingers. So finger one is the first initial assembly of the interior of the car. Your gear shift, center console, whoop -de -whoop -de -whoop. Mm -hmm. then it goes to finger two. That's where the roof liner comes in. The sunroof gets put in. The whoop -de -whoop -whoop -whoop. Long story short, when it gets to finger five, that's the assembly of the actual car. The robot that took the doors off that went over top of it lowers down and reattaches the doors to the truck and then it swings around now it's time for assembly of the cosmetics windows the tires yeah. this shit is crazy as fuck but it's robots doing Damn. all this shit yeah it's it's that's mind-blowing yo it's it's it, it was nuts seeing it like all in person because it's like damn yeah and speaking directly to the automation point, um, there's a, a like a, a TikTok or whatever floating around with Tony Robbins right now talking about the fact of like, you know, like the truck driving industry and like these various industries, like it's a wrap for humans, like self-driving trucks like are here. At this point, it's just about uh, perfecting the technology, you know what I mean? But it's like literally like, you know, you can automate to where like from a phone or a remote or whatever, boom, oh. boom, boom, we going from here to here, drop this off, pick this up, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. And it's like, yeah, the humans are going to be secondary oh. cargo to the actual, you know, robot that's uh, delivering and, you know, attaching the new um, you know, the, the new cargo to where it's got to go again. And it's just like, they ain't got to sleep. <laughs> like, they can't run 24-7, all of that and shit. you can't take videos or pictures in there, of yeah. course, because you could work for Mercedes or it's Audi. Proprietary, or, yeah. yeah. But seeing it was just like, when I tell you this building is so complex, how crazy this shit is. When it does, when it's time for the, for the truck to get the alignment, right? The robot brings it down onto the floor. When it brings it down onto the alignment floor, the floor opens up. And it's people under the floor that are doing the alignment down in the in the floor. Damn. Yeah. When the alignment done, shit close up. All right, we don't break. Man, who, <laughs> <I> mean, <who? laughs> they, they just underground. Yeah. I'm like, yo, this shit is nuts. When it comes time for the car to get wrapped, it goes into a like a on a conveyor belt. It's people like that are sitting up on a bridge with the cellophane wrap shit to wrap the car from up on the bridge. Like nobody's out of place. Damn. Remember at the beginning of the live show, you was like, nobody's where the fuck they supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This joint, everybody's exactly where the yeah, fuck. Yeah, it's like how to uh, like Omar Tate said, like Lebec Finn's dinner service is like poetry yeah, and motion. That's what it was. Same it's sort like of thing. poetry and motion, and it literally shows how all the different paint Jones work and the tire Jones work and the rim Jones and the engine. She said at any given time, they have 10,000 engines just on deck at the factory. Damn. Yeah. Like it, this shit is crazy. She was like, when your shit is done, they randomly pull cars for a 2000 point inspection. It takes eight hours. It happens in this room. And she was showing the people actually doing one of the, it's the craziest shit ever. 
And then they showed us an actual truck that was actually done and going out to get delivered and shit. And then this is the crazy part with BMW. I didn't even know this. Anybody listen to this, if you factory order a BMW, you can, you, you don't know this because we've done it now and we didn't even know. Yeah. When you do it, you can tell your seller, the, the car salesman at the dealership, that you want a performance pickup. You know what a performance pickup is? I have no clue. Basically, if you factory order a car, you can request a performance pickup. They can't deny it to you. Basically, they fly you down to South Carolina to pick your vehicle up. Yeah. When you do that, they fly you down. They put you in a Marriott hotel that's right near the, the, the plant. They pay for dinner and for breakfast. You get your car delivered to you at the lot. Your car will literally be in the museum case when you show up to get it. Holy shit. And then they let you take it out onto the M track. Yeah, it's a performance. I'm like, what? So I'm like, here I go. Like, is it too late for that? And she was like, yeah, if it's already, you already, already it. Is. You're done already. <laughs> Funny to that point. Listen to this. Somebody just texted me this morning. My uh, my homegirl, uh, Chanel. Hey, remember we were having that Mercedes convo, and I told you that I got mine from the factory in Germany? Well, I just found out that you can order yours from there, too, and they will ship it to you for free and pay part of your ticket to go get it from the factory and visit it. They give you a hotel and car insurance so you can test drive it around Europe before they send it. Insane, dog. Look you, at how life all you, came You don't together. be knowing this shit till you show the fuck up. The lady was telling me this, and I'm like, wait, what? I was like, yeah. She was like, yeah, you, you, you have to request it, though, when you actually order the car. Cause it has, it all has to be set up and you know, yeah, put in the 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 proper channels and everything, whatever, whatever. But yeah, they'll definitely bring you down and let you go on the track with your John that you just ordered and shit. Performance pickup, a performance pickup. That's a gem. Yeah, that's a gem. Crazy as shit. So yeah, we did that. Um, Friday night, we actually we attempted to do dinner. Dinner with black people is hard. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> It started out being like seven of us. Then that went to nine. Then it went to 11 and 13. It got all the way up to 15. So you, 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 you've gone out before. Unfortunately, when I'm you going. do a dinner <laughs> for more than normally eight to nine people, you got to reserve that. You have to reserve a table or most likely a room. When you do that, you have to put down a deposit. You have to sometimes pick a menu. And I'm explaining this to all these people. And I'm like, everybody's like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. So I'm like, okay, I'd go ahead and make the deposit. My man Steve coming down from Greensboro, him and his wife. I'm like, okay, cool. We going out to dinner Friday night. Friday morning, yeah, so-and-so got to pick his son up. And, you know, somebody <laughs> else got COVID and whoop-de-whoop. And it's just like, yo, I'm not sure black people really understand the way, like, these things work. They don't understand the seriousness of reservations. Yeah. At least at least when the reservations escalate. Like, black people look at reservations like, hey, you got an app on your phone or you got to call somebody or whatever. You get on Google, you make a motherfucking reservation. Okay, cool, that's fine. Up till eight people. There's right. a Mendoza line. Mm -hmm. Then when you cross that Mendoza line, the reservation becomes much more serious. It's a about a deposit per people per person. It's about picking a menu. It's about then it goes to a table minimum. Right, right. Yeah, then there's a table minimum. It, it, it's it's all these other things because we got a schedule for that. We got right. a staff for that. Right. Normally people aren't coming in here with 32 people, so right. we need to know that you're serious about your 32 person reservation. So I, I first person I reached out to was Steak 48. Steak 48 told me it's a 3200 dollars table minimum because the table that they would give you in the room holds up to 24 people. I'm like, okay, yeah, 3200 minimum for 24 people isn't wild, mm -hmm. but the thing is, we got maybe 15 and 15 could maybe be 10. Exactly. So if you show and we still got to spend So you show up with 10 people on a $3,200 minimum. Now yeah. I got to take nine ribeyes home. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, give me three. Give me thirteen times. Uh, give me four luminous Dom P's. <laughs> <laughs> you got the rose. That's an extra bean fifty a bottle, right? All right, give me four luminous yeah. rose Dom P's. So I'm just like. State 48 is out. Then I called, uh, in fact, I walked over to Capitol Grill. Capitol Grill, the lady showed me the two rooms. One room holds 30, the next room holds 50. What's up, everyone? It's Boss Britt. And it's DJ Excel. If you're a fan of the queer culture and lifestyle, then be sure to check out and subscribe to the No Homo Show. We're a show that shares true stories that are uncut, funny, relatable, and of course, gay from a lesbian's perspective. That's right. Brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network. She's like, we'll give you both rooms for two thousand. Just she was cool. I was talking to her, or whatever. Yeah. She's like, I give you both rooms for two thousand, whatever one you want. I'm like, a fifty person room ain't gonna look. It's gonna look ridiculous gonna look with, with ten people. With ten, you know, <laughs> we gonna look crazy. We're like, What's up with you guys? <laughs> we gonna look crazy. At that show. point, y'all might as well set the food up. Oh, y'all might as well not even serve us. Right. Set the motherfucking food right. up over here and let right. us go grab our right. shit. So I'm like, all right. Then we talk to Eddie V's. Then it's Fleming. So whoopie whoop whoop whoop. Eddie V's was like, yeah. Um, they had the smallest minimum, which was $800. Okay. So I'm like, yeah, if we show up 14, 15 deep, 800 is nothing. Nothing. But my thing is, it gives you leeway for if certain people don't come. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Long story short, we wound up going with Flemings. People started dropping out. So after like the fifth or sixth person dropped out that morning, I'm like, all right, look, we got a fucking $1,600 minimum at Flemings. You know what I'm saying? With, that's with the gratuity and tax included, because I'd already put the deposit down. Okay. So you still had to hit another 1600 which if we go in there 15 deep, ain't shit. Yeah. But if we go in there 8, 9 deep, I'm like, I'm not it's even... It's going to be a stretch. I'm like, I'm not even trying to do this shit tonight. And I just was like, look, fuck this. My man Steve was coming down. Me and Lee was down. I'm like, we going to dinner. Just us. You yeah. know what I'm saying? The normal people. We yeah. going to dinner. <laughs> Boom. We go to dinner. Everybody else like, cool. They whatever, whatever. They like, look, we going to Stats. That's my man Plus. Shout out Plus. He owns Stats and shit. They like, yeah, we got the section already reserved, y'all, because it's Jules' birthday. Whatever, whatever. We go to dinner. Then we go to Stats. I will say this. You know I don't club. Yeah. Going to the club down there, it was fun as shit. Yeah. And I never once felt like no weird energy of like shit might pop off. And granted, I'm with some people who are pretty serious, but it, it was fun. It was fun as fuck. Like we had a ball in that joint. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. COVID Palooza 22 was, <laughs> was real. You know what I'm saying? We had a ball in there. Um, it was fun as shit. Like even down to like the DJ was killing it. You know what I'm saying? Like with the dope me. I, I, I'll say this and I'm going to wrap it up. The talk for the last couple of weeks has been, and we talked about it on Kane Podcast and on Music Jones, Jay-Z versus everybody in mm-hmm. verses. And a lot of people have gotten into the, because even they did an article the other day on who could Jay, why nobody could beat Jay in a versus. Did you see that? I didn't see that. I think it was, I want to say, X Hip Hop, one of them motherfuckers did this article. And basically they gave odds. For who could beat? Oh, Jay. I saw the odds. I didn't even get to the article. Part Little Wayne had the best odds. Had the best odds. He like had a five, two, two to one. Two to one. Okay. He had two to one. And they basically ended it with Little Wayne's the person who could beat Jay in a versus. It all comes down to are they doing this in Brooklyn or are they doing this below the Mason Dixon? Right. And I'm gonna keep it a buck with y'all. I was in a club the other night with niggas from Charlotte, with niggas from. South Carolina, Rock Hill, Iron Hill, motherfucking Georgia, Louisiana. It was all South niggas. Jay might not beat Boosie. I'm keeping it a thing with you, dog. When that motherfucking, uh, 
Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's Boosie Boo. King Louis ain't I've been the truth. Like, when that shit came on and they went ape shit, I'm like, Jay, don't say the chance. <laughs> I'm just against Boosie. And, that was, and, that was, and that's a beautiful point that you set up and made. The, like, go I'm going to let you go. You know what they got the biggest reaction from? I'm talking about wall shaking in this club the other night. Just take a wild guess. Something Lil Wayne. When I tell you Lil Wayne's Suck It or Not verse came on. Really? And the call Jules right now. I swear. I was standing. I'm like. I've been in the club in Atlanta and heard Suck It or Not. And it, and it, it shook shit. That, that, that Boosie, Jeezy, and fucking Webby, uh, you better believe Be it. That shit. Yeah. When they play. Oh, they played 400 Degrees. Oh. Um, uh, If I ain't a hot boy, Wait, then what, what do, do you call, call it? That? <laughs> like, yo. Jay losing the turkey. This joke. Turk getting up a couple on Jay down there. In the South, I ain't gonna hold you, dog. That Boosie shit, that Lil Wayne shit, fucking um, that 400 degree shit came on. Uh, what the fuck? Uh, dog, swag surfing they went nuts off of. Yeah. And I'm just like, yo, the demographic of where you at it's, makes it, all it, ma the it matters. They was playing Boosie records that I didn't even know. Yeah. And I'm Did all, they play set it off? Dog. Dog. Blow the roof off. When I, I'm go to Baltimore. Go to Baltimore. Not even far. Not even the Carolinas. Go to Baltimore in a club and play set it off by Boosie and watch what the fuck happened. Ten people died at night. I'm not joking to you, dog. Ten. I'm talking about the prettiest bitches in the club. Yeah. Knew every Boosie fucking line. I'm just like... Damn, and it, it hit me. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, because I'm not in the East Coast. Yeah. There is no East Coast bias here. Right. These motherfuckers, like, I'll tell you another one that had people in hysteria. You ever hear Stand Up yeah. on T.I.'s album? I'm talking about everybody in there. You got an alligator mouth with a hummingbird ass. <laughs> your mouth writing checks that, that your ass, ass can't cash. Everybody in the club was jump going. And I'm just like. Damn, down south really is different than like it's a different universe. Like rock the mic, it really wouldn't have moved them in there. No. They played one J record that like that I could remember where it was like, oh shit, they playing hove. You know what it was? Dirt off your shoulder. And that's because of Timbaland. Like they played dirt and, off and your because shoulder. of the pocket that he was and, in. And it it had people like in a in a bit of a in a yeah. jump. But I dog when I'm talking about they played we on fire. Like the damn, the, the hot boy, the dad show, yeah, taking off his shirt to show his tattoos. That shit came on and they went crazy. And I'm just like, yo, down south is really a. So it, it really hit me and was like, future do stand a chance in Atlanta. Oh yeah, he has to. He, he might boat race. He James. has to. Like like streets is watching and where I'm from and all that shit. These are records we grew up on. They mean everything to us. They mean nothing to a nigga from the red clay listen, or the brown dirt. Listen. They mean they mean nothing to them. Them South Carolina niggas, man. I'm it was a it was a section because we had the biggest section in the jungles. Plus told us he gave yeah. the biggest section. Like, so the section below us, one of the girls in our section, she knew all of them. And she's from Rock Hill. So she like, yeah, they all my peoples, whatever. So they if they South Carolina motherfuckers. Yeah. When I'm telling you. Every Boosie track, G, all air came on. Yeah. Oh my God! There's a reason why Boosie is now doing a Boosie bash in in North Carolina every year, in addition to Louisiana. There's a reason. Yo. There's a reason why he's in Jackson, Mississippi, booked every week. I meant <laughs> all the time. I meant, I'm, I, and it's so good that we're doing this now because I meant to voice note you and Rod that night, but as I was, it was going on, I was too turned. I was too turned. I was too in it. I was too turned. But yo, that when when I'm starting to see spaceships on bank. 
these songs hit these people in a different yeah. way to the point where you get into the shit. Yeah. That all air shit when he said the um uh I just hit Walters nigga I bought all the, the funny oh listen <laughs> Shout out BF, and I hope he heard this. We was on the music show because BF was talking about how he had to readjust his mind. Shout out, you know, he lived down there now. Yeah, in yeah, Carolina. He, in the he said, My first weekend down this motherfucker, I went to the club with a couple people I'm cool with. They took me to the club. Like, okay. Now I've been in the club a bunch of times up north, New York, Jersey, AC, you know, all that shit. He was like, I get in the club in Atlanta, nigga. I cannot make this up. I'm in there for 10 minutes. Out of nowhere, the DJ says, if you a real nigga, take your shoes off. <laughs> I was like, what? He said, they cut on the song. You ain't got these. You ain't got these. And he was like, niggas was holding oh, up. <laughs> you a real nigga, take your shoes off. Yeah, I was like, yo, man. I'm like, I am not in these. <laughs> you a real nigga? Take your belt off. Beat the beat the nigga next to you. Said, <laughs> if you a real nigga, take your shoes off. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. I mean, so that that down south shit is so much. Different it's different, man. Here, and dog. it's like it's it's a beautiful point that you set up because it goes back to what I was saying, you know, in my soliloquy on Twitter about this weeks ago, which is. Their heroes are not our heroes. Mm -hmm. Like there's an age demographic that exists between the gen, the uh, the the, the gen uh, X and then the Gen Zs. Then there's a regional thing that exists, and people don't realize like hip hop is still very regional, despite the fact of you know we were assimilated to a lot of each other's style of dress and language and all of that. There's still certain regional biases that exist, and the 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 point that I was making is just like yo, y'all love Jay Z. They like Jay-Z. Mm -hmm. Some don't give a fuck about him. But the bigger point is that their heroes are not y'all heroes and vice versa. And the way that they view somebody that they saw come from the dirt up to being successful is the same way we view Jay. We viewing Jay in a, oh man, he was he was rapping with Kane and Jazzo and then this happened and then that happened and then he lost 92 bricks at some point and nobody died and then he got them all back and then Streets is watching and it's like we, we, we saw the growth. They didn't see that. And guess what? They don't give a fuck. Let me tell you another one real quick. At the game the other night, we were sitting motherfucking front row courtside. You know who was sitting front row courtside directly across from us? The baby. Him and his brother walked in. I don't know his brother's name, but they was like that because everybody's like, that's yeah. his brother. I can't think of it because they said it. The baby walked in the other night. When I tell you, the baby is not canceled in Charlotte. Oh, no. They no, went no, hysterical no. when that nigga walked in. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, these they peoples. These are their heroes. These, <laughs> these aren't really they peoples. Had Boosie walked in that club the other night, man, niggas would niggas would have sat down and got haircuts. <laughs> man, I'm getting a fade, nigga. Boosie and this motherfucking dog. Dog, it was crazy. And it's like, you know, we've had so many years of uh, East Coast bias and New York bias in particular, which is a subset of East Coast mm -hmm. bias. We've had so much East Coast bias and New York bias that we're ingrained to think that the whole world thinks like how we think, and they don't. And I've made it a point several times on this show to talk about the fact of, like, when I discovered Southern hip-hop, 
it, it just made me feel different. It made me view the art form different yeah. because these niggas are spitting too. These niggas are telling stories too, but they got way more flair and way more pizzazz than these niggas that I grew up listening to. That's I remember the first time I heard a fucking Ghetto Boys record. That shit, when I heard mine playing tricks on me, it fucked my life up at like 11, oh. like for, for months. I like, why am I thinking about paranoia and mental health and all of this shit you after want, hearing this record? You want to hear some crazy shit the other night in the club? It, it, it was funny because he said, y'all rocking with the coolest white boy in the South, and I didn't get his name. He was fucking it up. Yeah. He cut on Big Pimpin'. I forgot about that. Okay. He cut on Big Pimpin'. You know what he played? Pimp C-verse. Pimp C-verse. Yeah. And it's crazy because I was looking at the Bumby interview, and Pimp was dead ass like, man, I'm doing eight motherfucking bars. That's all I'm giving you. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, those eight bars just became iconic. And I told you, one of my homies was like, Pimp washed them niggas on. on. And seeing it the other day live where it was like people reacting to it where it's like, all my cars got leather and wood in my hood. We call it buck. Everybody <laughs> want a ball. How it browse. Seeing it was just like, did wash it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot cooler. Yeah. Like, yo, like, and that's a very good point you make. Their heroes ain't our heroes. At all. And seeing it, like, because, you know, we talk a lot. Yeah. You know, I, I know I don't just be randomly in a club in the Carolinas. Yeah. and But seeing it was like, and I'm talking about niggas who, like, are in the club, like, the way we be in the club and you go outside and these niggas got monster trucks. Right. Like, who the fuck brings that to them? Like, they, like that type of shit. Like, we in the South. Yeah. And it's like, niggas had long, big-ass fucking cars sitting on 29s. And all, and it's like, yeah, yo, they they not they don't yeah. care about round here. Outside no. of Bleak, I mean, outside of tip verse. Yeah. Like, that. that's just what it is. So it's like, you look at it, Bleak knew what he was doing going to get Trick Daddy and Tip yeah. on that song. Jay knew what he was doing going to get them fucking UGK for fucking Big Pimp. Because it's the a- South demographic is too was too yeah. important to the future of hip-hop at that point. Yeah. And it's like, for all, from hip-hop from 19, uh, what was it, 68? 73. When, what, yeah, 1973 when hip-hop started, yeah. up until 1998. Yeah. Like y'all, they had it. Like so, you had a twenty-five year head start essentially. But guess what? The last twenty-five has been dominated by the South, with some pockets here and there of the West Coast popping back up. But guess what happens? The South run nine more niggas at you. Mm-hmm. You go to Atlanta tomorrow. Cut the radio on. Don't play your phone when you get in the car. Cut the radio on. You want to hear nine niggas you never heard of before yeah. in regular afternoon rotation, mm-hmm. not mix show. Regular afternoon rotation because there's a whole farm system and a feeder system that exists around the big city to break these records, to test them out, to see what's going to happen to where when it gets to the main market, it's already tried and true. It's It's proven already. We're going to go to the Macon's. We're going to go to, uh, we're going to go to Augusta. We're going to go to this market. We're going to go to this college radio. We're going to go to Georgia State radio. We're going to go to Emory radio. We're going to do all of this shit to the point of time when it gets to the, to regular radio 971 streets to 1079 hot whatever the case may be in Atlanta it's already tried and true we've already heard it at least in passing for the last six months like they have a, a proven formula of how to work and break records that doesn't Listen, exist up here when I tell you we were we were in our section and I had to go to the bathroom I, I had to pee so I'm just like yo I'll be back they like you good I'm like I'm going to the bathroom I walk through the, come out the section, come down the steps, come through the other section. I get to the main floor. I'm walking to the bathroom. 
I get in the bathroom and it's it's people in because you know the bathroom the club the nigga is he's selling mints and condoms and, and hookahs and you know all the shit blocks you know yeah, <laughs> all that shit I got that fire you know what I'm saying I got that fire nigga give you a problem yeah. you know what I'm saying you come get this joint you can buy it yeah. you can rent it runs <laughs> nigga got everything in the bathroom I go in there I use I take a piss I'm washing my hands mind you it's like. Ten niggas in the bathroom because you know the bathroom attendant nigga always got two three niggas he talking to right in the right, bathroom. Right. I'm washing my hands. He there you go, big dog. He hand me the paper towel. All there had came on while I'm in there, and yeah. you know I don't know if because you know some of y'all be like kind of slow or whatever. Like when you hear this part of it, like the because uh, I know I got it on my playlist. This shit started to that came on, bruh. That motherfucking beat drop. <laughs> Listen. Trey. Yeah. 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 When I talk about that <laughs> shit came on, niggas was hurrying up, trying <laughs> that shit, and running. Yeah. This is an anthem. And I I court myself like, let me get the fuck back. <laughs> I'm playing games in here. I'm lingering. And I came out and I like made my way through the floor real yeah. quick and got up to the section. As I came up to the section, Jules is mind you, Jules is six six, so he on the couch, he, he nine feet. Right. <laughs> he on the couch, like bouncing <laughs> up and down. I'm talking about the whole shit was just rocking. I'm just like, yo, these records mean too much down yeah. here, these motherfuckers. Yeah. Like, yeah. All there, like he Jay can't play sunshine and beat that. No, <laughs> hot down there, it's no. just not happening. But it was decent to see, like, just the different demographic and the way the sound hits them. But when I tell you the biggest John at like, it fucked me up a little bit. That sucker the night, and it didn't. You know they speed it up. Yeah. So it sped up a little bit, and that that when he said that amazing grace is John, he cut the show out the whole. Fucking room said it at the same time. I'm just like, yeah. yeah, that shit was nasty. This brings up a good John. Let's do the report cards. Yes. Let's discuss this since we on rap. We the Modi. So Kumo D, um, I don't know where this came from. Somebody yeah, brought it back. I don't know back. why this is out. It, it, but it, it no came clue. back out there. Kumo D used to do these rap report cards. Right. And for those of you that aren't familiar with Kumo D, he's like a rapper's rapper. Mm -hmm. In his day, he was like, I'm trying to think of who I can compare Mo D to. Cause he was a he was a he was a lyrical miracle spiritual nigga to a certain extent, and um, you know he is credited with changing the tone and the flow of rap from that and like wood yeah. that Sugar Hill shit. Yeah. He made it more lyrical. Mm -hmm. He made a point to to be more poignant and have more to say, and he changed the flow over from that early Sugar Hill gang Grandmaster Cas and the chicken tastes like wood. He yeah. changed it from that shit to a more purposeful baritone having something to say type of flow. So so we can't discredit Modi. No. He's a rapper's rapper. He's an icon in his own right. People know him from Wild Wild West and shit like that, but those aren't his best records. Right. Modi has something to say. He was one of them niggas. So there are these rap report cards that leaked out, and the first one was the 90s one. Mm -hmm. And then that one prompted... And we don't know what year in the 90s, whatever, he put these rap report card out. But there's, but it prompted the one from the 80s to come out as well. Somebody said, hey, I'm not surprised based on his grades of these, uh, you know, of these report cards. And you have them in your notes if you mm -hmm. want to review. Um, I, I'm not surprised about his grades in this 90s report card because look at his one from the 80s. Mm -hmm. So which one do you want to start with? I'm going to start with the one that I saw first, which was the 90s. The 90s. My, and I, I tweeted, I can go show you the tweet. I know people are upset 
But I personally, there are only two things on this report card I find to be a little bit ridiculous. What's that? Snoop Dogg's voice not being a 10. It's because it's, it's literally like a perfect rap voice. Yeah. I, it's, that, it's silk on a track. I think it being a nine is disrespectful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, just, can you give Snoop an 11? Like, yeah, I didn't even, it wasn't even like he gave Snoop a seven. It, he gave Snoop a nine on voice. And I thought, yeah, no, that Snoop's a 10 as far as voice. Um, and my, my homie, he hit me. He was like, there's no way you think this report card is legit. I'm like, bro. 97, 98. That's the only year that would have made sense for this report card. He couldn't have done a report card with DMX on it in 96. You right. know what I'm saying? Correct. And at the flip side, he couldn't have done a report card with Lauren Hill on it in 96. She didn't have an album. She had the Fuji had shit the Fuji in 97, yeah. but Lauren Hill was Lauren Hill in 98. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, so buckshot on there. So I'm just got like... got Tretch on there. He had Mystical on there. He had Mystical so, on so there. So I'm just like... Sticky this, fingers. This, this report card had to be the very end of 97 or the very beginning of 1998. It's the only thing that would have made sense. Him giving uh, Foxy and Lil' Kim essentially the same grace as... So let's talk about some of these. Like the fact that Biggie and Tupac are on it. It's like you're still railing off of them dying. You know what I'm yes, saying? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk about something. So, so the first one that jumped off the page at everybody because it was the first one was Jay-Z. Mm -hmm. Vocabulary, seven. Articulation, a nine. Creativity, nine. Originality, eight. Versatility, uh, a seven. I think he turned it to a six or a six he turned to a seven. One or the other. Uh, voice, an eight, which that's high for Jay. Jay voice sucks as a rapper. It got better. It got better over time, but initially it, it wasn't that good. Uh, records, a ten. He gave him a ten for his record. Because every... He, he gave y'all privacy on yeah. the first joint. Yeah, he gave, he gave him a 10 for his record. Stage presence, a 6. Uh, sticking to themes, a 9. So that's records like 22-2s, The Evil, right. shit like that. Uh, Streets is watching. Innovative, innovating rhythms, 9. Gave him 82 overall. Now, very, very low for Jay-Z. I don't, I don't think in 97, 98, I don't think that's If bad. Hard Knock Life was already out, that's too low. If, if it is, but if we're going off of Reasonable Doubt of Volume 1 and then the fact that even once Hard Knock Life came out, DMX was closing the show for the Def Jam tour. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, Jay's stage presence was a six. Was a that six. That was legit. That's accurate. His vocabulary, I feel like, should have been a little higher. Probably like an eight. Because he was doing shit like my mind is infested with sick thoughts that circle like Alexis. He, he was doing shit like that. So his yeah. vocabulary was a little bit better. Um... Like you said, voice was, eh, I could see it being a, a seven. Maybe. I could see it being a six or seven. You know? but if you, if you flip-flop vocabulary with voice, you're still at right. 82. So you're still I, at 82. I look at it like, yo, in 97, Jay wasn't Jay yet. He didn't have 14 number ones. He didn't have yeah. one of the most successful tours in rap history with Kanye. He didn't have all these Grammys. It was Jay. He was a up, yeah. he was essentially an up-and-coming rapper. This was 100% 98 because Master P is on Right. Here. Right, so I look at this it like, 98. yo, album 98. 98. So I'm just like, it had to be 98. So I'm just like, yeah, it makes sense for these numbers to be like that. Is she you, perfect damn near across the board. Lauren Hill. Which, which I have zero issue with. I, no, I take all. no issue with it at all. Me neither. I have no pushback it's whatsoever. It's a perfect album. I, I was literally looking at it, and I'm like, I'm like, Puff. Having a seven in vocabulary. Puff could have a three in vocabulary. Yeah. He doesn't write any of this shit. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, but then you got, you know, stage presence for Puff should be a 10. I don't know if it is or not. It's a nine. Uh, it's a nine. nine. It should yeah. be a 10. Like, this is key. He, at one point, he was the greatest show on earth. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I do look at, however, though, at his innovating uh, rhythms. rhythms as a seven. It's like, yeah, Puff, you know what I'm saying? And it probably should be a five. Right, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it probably he should be a five. His rhythms. Right, <laughs> originality for Puff a seven. Like, nigga, we take hits from the 80s. You know? Yeah. Like, and Puff being, Puff being uh, 
80 and then Mace being a 79, that's criminal to me. That's criminal. Yeah. Puff is not a better nothing as oh, an artist. Oh, them two together, like against each other. Yeah. Like, yeah, I see what you're saying. Puff ain't better at rap, nothing rap related than Mace. What if Mo D, Mo D tried to get a deal with Bad Boy? <laughs> I mean, just like, this is just hey, the way. man, Puff, yeah. This is, this is just the way, this is the way it got to be. You know what I I'm know saying? you never rapped before with your soul 7 million. Yeah, eight, nigga. Look at Mystical, though. Innovating Rhythms, a 10. Yes. Yes. When Mystical showed the fuck he, up. He rapped in a way no one had ever heard. Again, go down there and play. Yes. Go down there and play that. Oh, it ain't my fault. Did I, I remember play that shit this, down this, there? I'm like, a moment of transparency. I remember being a kid, 13, 14 years old, and seeing Mystical's video. I think it was like, y'all ain't ready or whatever, mm -hmm. before the No Limit shit. Right. And calling Power 99, like, yo, y'all not playing Mystical, y'all ain't ready, y'all niggas playing games. Mm -hmm. Like, that's how much of an impression that Mystical made on me. Oh. Mystical is a phenomenal I MC. Had a, I had a tank. You had a tank. I'm telling you, dog. Like, I Mystical was, was that I nigga. I was a soldier, dog. When I heard Hootie Who, I was sold. I was just <laughs> the greatest shit I've ever heard in my life. Like, but I, I just feel like it was pretty much accurate. I didn't see nothing that was outrageous. Like, Corrupt's vocabulary being a 10 is official. Absolutely. His vocabulary should be a fucking 10. It just is what it is. Um, Master yeah, P, originality yeah. being a 10. That's legit. Yeah, he was like, ice cream man. Ice cream man. Like, he started yeah. all white. Yeah. He started all white everything. Common's vocabulary being a 10 and his sticking to the themes being a 10. That's legitimate. That's 100%. It makes total sense. Yeah, cannabis vocabulary being a 10. Duh. All the sense in the world. Biggie being a 10 across the board pretty much. Yeah, outside of stage presence because it's like, yeah, Biggie had one hip. You know <laughs> right. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I got a throne, nigga. <laughs> I'm bringing the throne with me. Like... So to me, the 90s John made all the sense because you're, you've you got to remember you're looking at it through a 98 lens. Right. People are looking at it through a 2015, 2020 lens where it's like Jay-Z's the GOAT and, you know, Keith Murray doesn't matter. But it's like, no, at one point, Keith Murray was all of that. Keith Murray had the most beautifulest thing in this world. And, at, and to that point, there was nothing Jay put out that could fuck with that yeah, record. Yeah, that record was... That record was so it was everything to hip hop. Like it was like they was like on some like yo, is he the next Nas? Like I remember, like I remember, I bought all these tapes and CDs and watched fucking BET until it made my head hurt. Like, and like you, you look at Busta Rhymes. He has a ten in creativity. Yes, a ten in originality. Yes, he has a ten in his records. Yes, he has a ten in stage presence. Yes, he has a ten in fucking innovating rhythms. Yeah, it's like yeah. Buster really is that. Yes, Buster had a whole period. Like, following him leaving Leaders of the New School, Buster was the nigga. What? Like, oh, yeah, his behind the music. He got a new behind the music. Now. Oh, you got a new one? He got a new one. That, that shit is Buster was the well, nigga. Did you, did you see Buster do the, uh, the, 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 the uh, collage of all his records for MTV Awards a couple weeks ago? No, I missed he it. He closed the MTV Awards. Him oh, and Spliff. shit. Dog, I'm, I'm watching this shit, and I'm just like, yo, Buster getting a versus. <laughs> to this day, don't nobody want to perform after Buster Rhymes, oh. excluding nobody. Oh. Not Lil Wayne, not Kendrick, oh. like not some of the best performers. Buster they not there and he do that motherfucking... Nah. Uh, Him and Spliff get the dancing the, the, with them, the, out, uh, them leather outfits on. Get low, Buster. <laughs> this was the king of the golf. Like, that, that shit, then he go right in the Look At Me Now with Breezy, then the hoo-hahs. That nigga performed Look At Me Now at dinner the other oh. night on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Nigga's a rap guy. Like yeah. It's like, say what we will about Buster now. But there's a period yeah. of time that's encapsulated by Buster where he was the nigga. Like, he was easily top four, top five in New York City. Right. And he had the best videos. He had the most colorful records. 
everything. Yeah. He was one of a kind. So me personally, I took issue with two fucking numbers on the 90s report card. And that was Snoop. Yeah, it's not, pretty accurate. It, to me, yeah. it's accurate as shit. I think, black, I mean, Black Thought, and this could be some revisionist history, should be a little bit higher. He was an 87 overall. Uh, knowing what we know about Tariq now, he's one of the greatest rappers to ever fucking uh, grace the yeah, microphone. He yeah, should have been a 91 yeah, or a 92. Uh, but at that time period, we didn't know that. So it's like, it's fair. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they only had one album out. They ain't had, they ain't had a You Got Me record yet. Nah, none, none of that shit. shit. Yeah, none of that so, shit. So it's like, it is what it is at that point. I, I, I see Biggie as an A+, plus, Lauren Hill as an A+. Plus. I'm not mad at that. Uh, What was Q? What was Q? Q was an 88. Which is fair, and I love Cube. Cube rotates in and out my top ten, but it's like eighty-eight is fair for Cube because it's like for for all of his good. It's Ice like, Cube got a nine in everything. That, and the crazy part is that's Ice Cube. That's Ice Cube. Is he the <laughs> best in anything? No. no. But is he very great in everything? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's that's a, some Ice Cube shit. Yep. I can write. I can perform. I can create a song. I can create a diss track. I can do you a hook, nigga. I'm, you know I'm writing a movie. Right. Nigga, you, nigga can do everything. <laughs> right. And is he the best movie writer? No. Is he the best lyricist ever? No. But Ice Cube has done so much in so he many different ways. He's solid. Yeah, He's solid, he solid all the way across. So to me personally, this is Matt, the Cool Modi 90s report card. It it's, has it's, two blemishes. It was very fair, man. It's fair. Like once I got my homie to really think about it through 98, it's like, yeah, nigga, Jay wasn't all the way there yet. Master P and them was making too much fucking noise. And there's no mention of cash money on this joint. So that's why I'm just like. Nah, you know what else I noticed? Big Pun is an 82. That's criminal. All right. Big Pun as an 82 is criminal. I, with, with, even if he had no album out, Big Pun at no point was I'm ever an 82 I'm as give an you MC. This. That Big Pun a seven in articulation. Criminal. It's worse than Snoop Dogg's not being a 10 in voice because Big Pun was able to articulate and get flows off that many people with normal, with normal voice boxes and breathing weren't able to get Absolutely. off. It's funny, but even when you listen to Big Pun, he would do shit like... like he would do that before the record because yeah. it's like, I'm about to go left. I'm about to go in. I'm about to go left. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, Champagne so big, on the Roxy and the Fort Knox glass of raw shark salad with, with cabbage, cabbage pork, pork chops, and applesauce. That like yeah, twi twin connection. Yeah. Like come on, watch your body came and pump the shot. And he gave you hit the shorty while he potty trained. Yeah, he was pun. he was never pun. in eighty two as an nah, MC. Nah, 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 nah. Just waking up, big pun was a was a ninety five. Pun should be <laughs> at least a nine in everything. At least and a ten in something. Yes, he should be a ten in vocab, a ten in articulation, and I would for give sure him. I would get voice, and I would give him a fucking a, a nine and a half or a ten in creativity. Yeah, because he he brought the Latin Latin shit to yeah. hip hop. Yeah, yeah. Modi, you tripping? You, that that was so that was bad. Big yeah. Pun was never an eighty two. I'm gonna I'm I'm bring that back. That's the one major blemish on this jump. Big Pun is eighty two. Was Pun just like should be higher than eighty two, and nah. Snoop's voice should definitely be a ten. Yeah. All right, so the eighties report card. I got, none, I got nothing to do with this. <laughs> I'm gonna go to the bathroom. You on your Modi on your. Here's where it goes left. Is yeah. the eighties report card first MC he rated Modi. <laughs> Modi. Same same criteria across the board. Uh, vocabulary, articulation, creativity, originality, versatility, voice, records, stage presence, sticking to themes, innovative rhythms. Mo you D. Know you know what, though? I got to kind of agree with this, John. Dan's older than us. So we, Dan, gotta Dan, we, gotta, we might got to defer to Dan. Because. Talking to the mic, Dan. Yeah, I might got to agree with Mo on, on this, John. His vocabulary. Creative, yeah, because he, he was, yeah, 
He was that. He was that. But you lost to LL in the battle, so there's no way you should be hiring an L. Mm, I, I feel like... Uh, Here's my John. Nobody lets the fact that Jay lost to Nas in a battle sway them in their goat argument or... Hell of a point. So it's like uh, losing yeah, a battle yeah. don't necessarily... You know what I'm saying? No, but it was like one of them... It was a, it was a, it was, it was a, a it was, like yeah, it was like, like he fucked Mo D up forever. Yeah, he fucked cannabis up. He <laughs> fucked Mo D. Yeah, up. I crushed uh, Mo D, Ice T's curl. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I get it. But I think personally, I, I, I could go out on a limb here. I'd like to say that if they did one of these rap report cards, I want to say Drake is going to end up having a higher score than Push. I would think. Real quick, yeah. can we do this? I know this has nothing to do with that. Can you explain it to me, please? Because it's been bothering okay. me for days. What the fuck is pushing P? Ah, my segment. <laughs> ah, I've been waiting. <laughs> it's been driving me up a wall, and I wanted to do it on the show, not in the group chat, yes. so I could actually get So with- the, the, the concept of pushing P is nothing new. Okay. It's old. Um, and depending upon what region of the country that you're from, the, if P, you, stand the P stands for something different. Okay. So if you're from the Bay Area, the home of the pimping, then pushing did we pushing P. I'm pushing P on a bitch, man. You know what okay. I'm saying? I got ten hoes out there getting my money, and I'm I'm pushing my P to the max. You hear okay. me? So that that's the old school iteration. Okay. Gunna essentially saw an opening and took something, and and re regionalized it to Atlanta to where P mean player. So I'm just like I'm everything I'm doing. I'm pushing P right now. I'm playing like if I'm supposed to buy ten of my homies rings and I come to the jeweler and only three ready. That ain't P. Damn, you posed that. You told me you was going to have them ready on Tuesday. That ain't P. I ain't fucking with that because I can't give three of my homies rings and not give seven of my homies rings. That ain't P. I'm not, I'm not on that right now. Right. You know what I'm saying? So they had the whole thing with the pilot the other day. We got a private jet. We pushing P. We on a private. Boom. But we get to the, <laughs> but we get to the airport and the pilot, he not, he not P. He want us to get off the plane. They ain't got our food. My man don't have no ID. They don't want us to get on the plane. That ain't P, man. You know what I'm saying? These niggas called the police on us, man. That ain't P. That we, ain't, we ain't respecting that. You know what I'm saying? So the whole concept is it start with player, but it can really mean so much more. Okay. It, depending upon the context that you're using it. Okay. Now, what's dope about the it. The other day at the burger bar, I asked for extra pickles. You was not pushing P. I was P. not pushing no. P. Okay. I tried. Uh, <laughs> you, was not, you was not pushing P. Right. Uh, Unless you're selling pickles. Then you pushing P. Then you pushing P. Pushing, I got to sell the pickles. <laughs> yeah. You gotta, right. you gotta, you gotta fully benefit from the yeah. whatever the P is. You gotta fully benefit. You gotta take the P to the max, or you put, or you not pushing P. With the podcast, are we pushing? We P? pushing P. Ah! Ah! <laughs> ah, damn it, I got we, it we, now. We pushing P every All week. Right. It's TRP. We pushing P, big P, man. Right. And the P stands for podcast platform Patreon. We pushing P. Ah. Ah. So so the, the the P ain't 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 on you. It's in you. You know what I'm saying? Right. So at the end of the day, right. it's 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 a mindset. It's a it's a manifestation of what you're doing on a day to day basis. It's a mentality. So what Gunna did was he took an opportunity to repurpose some language that already existed in the hip hop lexicon and make it his own, make it modern. And you know it's working because niggas are upset. Niggas are mad. Because he's Who's pushing upset? niggas, just okay. niggas. Well, niggas are always upset. Niggas are always upset, right. exactly. But it's like you see how uh, you know, like majority of the Bay Area niggas is mad. They're big mad. They're mad about everything <laughs> though, because they feel like they should have higher status and this and this. They mad, but the niggas that's really doing it out of the Bay, they ain't mad. The filthy riches and the mozzies and the niggas that's really getting to it, 
they don't have nothing to say. It's always the peon nigga. So they pushing P in a negative way. They pushing peon. Like we ain't on that. <laughs> you hear me? <laughs> we ain't on that. So the fact that the, the fact that it's working. They pushing the, the fact that niggas are mad lets you know that it's working. Gunna right. is about to outsell the weekend first week. Because he created something socially that spread like a fucking virus. He's pushing pandemonium. And, and, it, and, it, and it infected the hip-hop culture to where everybody has something to say about it, good, bad, or ugly. But that's everybody, when you, that's, when you that's, when, that's when you won. Yeah. When people are celebrating, when people is mad, yeah. when motherfuckers is like, this is stupid, that's when you win. Right. And his pushing P has pushed him to the number one hip hop album. And we going to see these final numbers because he added a song with Drake called P Power at the last second on Wednesday. He added a song with Drake that fucking debuted with 745,000 streams on Spotify. So he might push the number one album. So is this a pushing P record? The overall record is... It, the the whole song, the whole so record. Where, where did it start up again? Is it a song? It's or? a song. Okay. It's a song with him, Future, and Thug. Because I saw they had like a, uh, uh, it was like a cartoon of them pushing a big pig. Pushing a big pig. And exactly. I couldn't understand what the fuck this was, this was and what was going on. Okay. Yeah, so this is this is the actual record. We going we don't want to get uh, demonetized for the purpose of uh, a YouTube because we actually making some waves on YouTube, but uh, this is the record. So we can't get into too much of the record. We're going to get demonetized. But it's like, it's just some rap shit. Okay. It's some rap shit. And because niggas are upset, that's how you know it's working. Speaking of some rap shit, you know a song has become my favorite new record? I, it might not be new, but it's Jim Jones and Amigos. That's new. Okay. Fire. The, uh, fire. Take we, off, smoke we, that we, shit. No, he, he smokes everything. That's He's one of the best rappers. I had to tell Mitt BF the other day, I'm like, yo, Take Jim Off is really a, a good rapper. Hits on there. He got a couple bangers on there. It's called We Create the Waves or the. We Set the Trends. We Set the Trends. There you go. Yeah, that's a good record. But yeah, I, I could not understand this pushing P thing. Now you've explained it, and I figured out how we push P. Yes. So yeah. I so it's it. like so either you, either you, either you P or you ain't, man. You know okay. what I'm saying? You got a decision to make. Okay. And uh, like I said, like he he's he's infected the hip hop culture, and he literally like created a moment out of his album, and he did everything right. And I'm really proud of fucking Warner Music for how they executed this album because his album came out and essentially at a dead period. This is the reason why the weekend was putting his album out because it's like all right. Ain't nobody putting no album out the first week of January. I drop a motherfucking album, come through, clean up real quick, sell 500K, and it's like it didn't turn into that. It turned into a real battle because it turned into who album better, Gunna or The Weeknd. And even though they're in two totally different lanes, it's like the quality of the, of the Gunna album was so much better. Right. It, it, it ended up washing out, you know what I'm saying, with The Weeknd to where it's like longevity-wise, Gunna's going to sell probably – Push platinum for the first time. So again, pushing P again. So it's just one of them things where he, like he created a moment in hip hop, and uh, it, it just created like a tidal wave of yeah, effect. Gunna gave a good album. Gunna usually don't give out good albums. 
Yeah. He'd he, he be okay. He'd be okay. You, because every time, like, we anticipate a Gunna out, and I'm a Gunna fan, but every time we anticipate an album, it let us down. And this is the one time he, like, delivered because he had all the right records, all the right features. The production is stupid. Like, yeah, he got a record on there. Spacing was perfect. He got a record on there of 21 Savage. 21 Savage is the best feature artist in hip-hop, too. 21 Savage. He, I it, go that far. He, he's, it's, 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 it's egregious at this point. How, how he just come through and just punch niggas in the that, face with funny, these features, like, man. It's funny, but, like, even uh, this past year, you know, we gave him – Feature of the year, well, verse of the year with his joint with Knife Project Pat on yeah. Knife Talk. And he had that that line, this ain't no regular F-150, this a fucking Raptor. And it's funny, when I looked at it last year for best feature, we almost gave it to him because he was nominated with Post Malone. Yeah. For they say Savage, why you got a 12 car garage and you only got six car? He just always is in the right spot when it comes yeah. to a feature. Yeah. 21 is crazy. 21 is crazy. And then he put out a uh he put out a a, a double record video, whatever, uh Big Smoke and something and another John together. Two totally different records, but he put them together, made the video, one long form video, seven minutes or whatever. Fire, man. Twenty one Savage is that nigga. He one of our favorite MCs up here at the uh, at TRPE, man. Shout out to 21. I'm glad I now know what Pushing P is. Yes. That was a good segment. Good breakdown. This uh, report card, though. Yes. Finish with this. So, Mo D ended up with a 95 overall. He was essentially a 10 in every category. He 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 said his records were an 8 and his stage presence was an 8. He gave himself room to improve. Right. But in the other categories, vocabulary, articulation, creativity, originality, voice, which he has a hell of a voice, sticking to themes and innovating rhythms, he gave himself a 10 across the board. And I'm not... I'm not uh, skilled enough in my 80s hip-hop, being that I was born in 83, so I was seven when the 80s ended. Uh, I'm not skilled enough in my 80s hip-hop to say if he's wrong or not. It just jumped off the page at me that he he and, and Melly Mel were the only 95s on the list. I just, and, I, I guess this goes to what you're saying. I was born in 84. So I really can't tell you about stage presence from, you know, MC Sham. I'd be a right. line. You know what I mean? I can just tell you off of like, I guess the revisionist history of me going back and listening to my uncle, old heads, you know, people around. I've never heard anyone say Cool Mo D is the best rapper from the 80s. No. Like, I've missed that train. No. Do you, it, that would have been a, a pre-85 conversation. So when I look, think about 80s rapper's, the ones I always get are Rakim, mm -hmm. I get Kane. Uh, Kane, I get Slick Rick, and then I get Run. Yeah, you get the end of the 80s. You yeah, you catch the tail end of it. So that's what In I... LL. LL's always mentioned. I always get that. You know what I'm saying? But even like me personally, I've never heard anybody be like Chuck D's the best rapper from the 80s. Yeah. Me and Chuck D follow each other on Twitter. He's a good guy. But sorry, Chuck. Yeah. You know what I'm but Chuck had to me, Chuck had the best voice out of all them niggas. Like he had a, po you know, he had a powerful voice. I got a letter from the government it, the other day. There's, I opened and read it. It said they were suckers. Like a, it's shit a, like that. It's a crazy nigga who rides the bus up North Philly. <laughs> and you could tell he did some time in jail, and I guess he just shot out. Yeah. He wears like the little stockings with the little thing. Oh, yeah, he shot out. Yeah, yeah, he did some big time. But he gets on the bus, and he'll get on the bus regular. What's going on with you today, young brother? You all right? Pay his fare, swipe his fares. But then when he gets to like the accordion, like the middle of the bus, he turns into Chuck D. I am not exaggerating. The next time this happens, I'm going to pull my phone out so you can see it. He'll to. get on the bus. No bullshit. Regular. Hey, what's going on? Your brother, you all right? Cool. You be good, man. And he start with, you be looking real like, here you go. <laughs> he get to that accordion and he just, 1989, another, another summer. Damn. Sounds of the funky drummer. <laughs> That's how he be. 
And he be, Elvis saying shit to me, that sucker was racist. He'd be back there tripping. And, it'd be, and then he'll ring the bell and get off the bus. All right, young brother, you be, <laughs> be like, what the fuck, man? But yeah, he act like Chuck D. But every everybody that worked with me know exactly who I'm talking about. The yeah, public and public. Like all right, D. so let's start. Let's start looking at some of the the egregious on here. So to to rank LL Rakim, Rakim ain't a seven and nothing. And nothing. So that's there's that. And then to rank Rakim LL and KRS to uh, to, yeah, to rank to to rank the R and KRS one the same. I agree with that. But LL ain't the same caliber MC as them either. So it's like so how is how are the three of them so grouped together, numbers wise? LL Rakim and KRS One, and and then T La Rock. T La Rock, I don't even know if he put an album out. Like, who is T La Rock? T La Rock is one of them T- T- New York like, guys. Like, I know like Scott La Rock. <laughs> no, no, T La Rock from like he early eighties. Yeah, you know I mean, but he was like the first of the rappers, rapper. It, like, you know, it it went from. Uh, Sugar Hill, heavy hop, blah, 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 blah. then like Melly Mel getting serious. And so this is, Rock, this is like what, like you doing the list and you put your man on there. With literally, like Teela yeah. Rock was like the first one to like really rap, to like put the metaphors together and like okay, like he was the start of like the Rock M's and all. Yeah, that. and then I see like all right, like UTFO, which was cool, which was uh, uh Daddy O's group. Mm-hmm. UTFO got an eighty nine, but then like Ultra Magnetic with Cool Keith and all of them got an eighty, and it's just like, no, UTFO had no. They made better records, but they weren't better MCs than Ultra Magnetic. Mo, Mo D was not feeling the beast. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> no, see, 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 a lot of these joints, Mo D, because Mo D was going at. Uh, Ultra Mag and, and Kumo D was going at it, right? Yeah, you know I mean, so it's like we got to take that rating with a grain of salt. Yeah, you got to take because for the eighties, Ultra Magnetic is an eighty-eight or a ninety, easy. Ultra had a Ultra had a, a video going at uh, Kumo D, uh, LL. They like Kumo Whack, LL Cool Whack. That was Ultra <laughs> Mag. That was Ultra Mag. <laughs> the video, you know, all these impersonators. Yeah, so you like. Ultra Mag, John, you gotta like kind of yeah take with a grain. Uh, I think I think Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince is pretty. I think right? it was fair. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Ten for creativity and originality because they did the whole you know parents just don't understand. They had the whole you know DJ rapper thing. Yeah, you know it's pretty pretty uh, original what they did. Um, yeah, or, BC Boys should definitely be way higher. Yeah, BC Boys is a seventy. Like like they at least like a, a seventy five or an eighty. Yeah, seventy is just passing. Yeah, like, like, phew. all right. Yeah. See you next semester. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one of them Jones. Run DMC is an eighty-two. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that either. Because yeah, no. because Run DMC and the Fat Boys is is two different levels. Stage presence was a ten. Records was a ten. But they got but, like, cre- but their creativity should be a ten. Right. They blended hip hop and rock and roll. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that's innovate like so same thing with innovating rhythms. Like that should have been like, you know, like an eight. Yeah, they should be high. And versatility should be higher than a seven. We keeping it above. Yeah, so it's like so some of these scores are all and, and them and the fat boys ain't in the same realm of rappers. No. Um Curtis Blow got a fucking eighty one. I could I mean I could get it. But Biz Mark got an eighty three. He ain't a better rapper than Curtis Blow. So he's a better entertainer. He's a definitely a better entertainer. So you like kind of like you 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 kind of like and then Shan, look at, you can't it, look at the score. 
You can't look. You got to look at the categories. I remember on a Living Color when the the uh, Farrakhan Damon Wayans was Farrakhan and he came on the Star Trek ship, <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, Jim Carrey was uh what was William Shatner's character? Um, I can't even think about it. Captain, Captain, Captain Kirk. Kirk. He was like um. We can do whatever we want. And he was like, no, you can't, my brother. It's that same mentality that's got the white boys rapping and the fat boys acting. <laughs> <laughs> he said, no, you can't. No, you can't, my brother. <laughs> Dog. And Living Color was fucking great. That was a good time, man. Yeah, so I mean, I would think that, you know, if anybody's getting um, a 95, it should be Chris, KRS-One. It should be Rakim. Um, Melly Mel, absolutely. I never like looked at Melly Mel as like some phenomenal MC. Am I wrong for that? You. I'm gonna keep it above with you again. I feel I feel like this list might be early '80s. No, it's like, definitely early '80s. The same so way, gotta... the same way we talked about the year with the '90s list. Because think about it. Because Kane's not Kane even not on, on this on list. This you know Kane's not on there. Kane is '88. Yeah, so '88 to set the record straight. So this gotta be '80. Three, maybe yeah, four. Eighty-four. Was Rock Kim out that early? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 paid a full. No, nah, paid no, a full. Eighty-seven, eighty-eight. I want to say eighty, eighty-four. Rock Kim was like follow the leader. No, follow the leader was after because that was ninety. Oh, no, eighty-nine. Follow the leader was after. That, that was after. What was oh, his earlier joint? Paid a full was his first single. Nah, because I ain't no joke was before that. Yeah, we gotta do we gotta do some uh, we gotta do some more research on this '80s list. Yeah, we gotta see when the, we gotta see when, what, what what era this might be. We've pinpointed the '90s list to '98. That's a '98 list. Paid in full came out in '86. '86. So '85 was uh. Hold on, hold on. Get it together now. Get it together now. Hold on now. Follow. Paid in full was '86. Kim discography, studio albums. Yeah, we gonna get to the bottom of this shit. Yeah, I'm trying to figure no, something out. It gotta be like '83. Yeah, cause where the fuck is Kane at? Cause Kane is a '95 also on a '95 plus as a '80s era MC. Kane is that nigga. What the hell? Yeah, '87. Payton Four was their first. Jump. Yeah, Payton Four was their first jump. So maybe it was. I don't know. He was doing features or something. Well, Kane. All right, Kane started off writing for Bismarck. Right. That was Kane's thing. And then, you know, he was basically like a session writer for Bismarck. And then he came around and then they start, then they cut a record together. And then he got signed to Cold Chillin' short after that. So Kane is in the mix. If this is 86, Kane is in the mix already in this era. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's starting to be. Now, he's probably not like a formidable MC, probably to what, 88, Dan? That sound right to you? Yeah. But Kane, like Kane, 88? 88 said the record straight. Yeah. Yeah. So we probably a year or he's in the mix, when but he's Raw come out when, when, when Raw hit. That's when he hit. I think that's Raw came out eighty eight. Eric B. He met Eric B. in eighty five, and they released their first single. Eric B. is my president, and then the B side was my melody in eighty five. Right. Check out my melody. All right. So this is eighty five, eighty six. Then right. If if our Kim is already in play, this is eighty five, eighty six. So we got to the bottom of that. So that's why Kane is off the list. Right. Yeah. Kane wasn't a factor till at least eighty seven. Right. All right, so we've gotten that omission when, out the way. When, yeah, when Jay Z graduated yeah, college, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> graduated from university. <laughs> when Jay got his master's, <laughs> right? Yeah, because then it was paid in full. 
All right, and then I'm like seeing all right, like Heavy D and the boys at 83. That's a fair score for Heavy D. But then it's like Run DM Run DMC is is better than Heavy D and the boys, and and so the Fat Boys. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's like some of these scores are just too. And then Public Enemy is below all of them. That don't make no sense to me. Like, yeah, paid in full dropped July of 87. July of 87, but right. he was already in the mix 85. Already in 85. He met Eric B in 85. Yeah. You know, Eric B was real heavy in Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. Brooklyn Mob. Mob, right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Brooklyn Mob. Yeah. Eric um, B don't play that. You know no, 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 no. Yeah. To this day, yeah. Eric B don't play that. Yeah. Yeah, Eric B don't play that shit. Uh, yeah, but like some of these Grandmaster Cast, they ain't got enough songs to even be reading. Yeah, Grandmaster Cast got like eight songs, maybe. Uh, Boogie Boys. Uh, yeah, Big Daddy didn't begin I think, I think his career. Just, like, to tell you the truth, I think he just threw some of these people on there just so he could fill the page up. Had to be. Because you see, he got Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince dead last, but then they got an 88. I I have Just Ice higher. I would have Just Ice higher also. Just Ice was the shit. He was like... He had the best verse on self-destruction. Yeah, he was like a rock gun before rock gun. Like, he used to spit that shit. Big Daddy started in 86 with the Juice Crew. Started in 86. But that's just just him and Biz fucking around. He didn't drop till 88. Yeah. Right. So he's he's not even a factor for two... Three years in the future from this list, right? Yeah, so that, all these joints is fillings. Uh, Dougie got an eighty-six. That's true. Yeah, Dougie ain't really lyrical. Dougie is a part of the showstopper. Uh, where is Slick Rick at? Why is Dougie fresh stage present not a ten? Yeah, that has to be a ten. He got a nine, I think. The Slick ain't go solo to like eighty-seven. Oh, uh, okay. He so he's not a. He was with the Get Fresh crew. He was with Dougie Fresh. Okay, right. so he's not a factor yet either. He's not a factor yet. Right. Uh, what about, what, what's your thoughts on Spoonie G? You figure Slick Rick's first album was The Adventures. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Am I, am I making that up? Adventures. That was yeah, like yeah, Adventures. Yeah, Adventures yeah. and Slick Rick, yeah. yeah. What's your thoughts on Spoonie G, I like Dan? Spoonie better than Melly Mel. We all do. <laughs> we all, I'm, I've never thought of Melly Mel as some like world beater as like a rapper, like like a, than, as a lead MC. Fucking uh, was the message? The message, spoon. Like I mean, if you go to an old school party right now, you're not. Well, no, Melly, Melly Mel no. wasn't the message. It was Grandmaster Flash. Well, no, yeah, but Grandmaster Flash don't rap. Be the DJ. Okay. Melly yeah. Mel is the one that did the record. So how did he have Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, and then also have Melly Mel separate? Solo. <laughs> Melly, my week. Like, <laughs> Melly, got, Melly got them peas, nigga. <laughs> Put your peas, <laughs> nigga. Fuck you talking about? What <laughs> hey, uh, you talking about? All right, so yeah, the, the '80s joint is a little bit more confusion. Yeah, because for us, for us, yes. Dan, you see how Cook, Dan has never talked this much in his life. <laughs> <laughs> this is Dan's This is, is, is Zara, yeah. Yeah, I got that now. Something. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I just think that uh, I think Rakim and Karis One are a class of MC above LL. If I if, if I'm yeah. just being all the way honest, I think well, we, I don't know because people like LL. No, people like LL, but as far as like a class of MC, Rakim wiped the floor with LL. No, I've heard, floor I've heard people say LL deserves no. to be top ten all the time. I've they heard made, that too. Yeah, no, they made like his baby mom made him go soft. Like L was wrecking. L was that nigga. L was wrecking. A lot of people okay. say that. All right. L was wrecking. Did you ever see the boy? His baby mom made him go soft with the I need love, John. And then from there, there they, they it all worked. Went. It, it then worked it was, so much. Yeah. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're doing Hey Lover on top of the bins. Yeah. <laughs> nigga hanging out the bins with the flowers. <laughs> I just want to love you better and shit. The boy, um, what's the boy was in Get Out? The 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 man, his homie that was trying to come find him. Oh, Lil Ralph. Lil, you ever see his stand up? Yeah. Was, he said, um, he's like, uh, 
them, them Averexes, like, why is this leather so heavy? Yeah. He's like, that's how I know LL strong. He's like, I saw that nigga in an old school concert. That nigga was on stage for three hours with Averex. Like, Damn, this nigga, <laughs> shit. Like, yeah, man, like, LL, they, they love LL. No, yeah. L's like, that I've nigga. Heard people like, no, L's really that nigga. Like, yeah. he's, and you, All he, right, well, I'll retract my statement yeah, then. L was crushing, and then, like, when the Ani Love came out, now that's all they want from him. Yeah. We need more Ani Love. And I keep it above with you. Even when you look at this having LL a six in originality, this had to be when he was just doing my head is like a shark's fin and I need my radio. <laughs> where he, no, where he kind of yeah. sounded like everybody else. Because yeah. L, let's keep it a buck. Mace, Fab, Lloyd Banks. Yeah, they took the L formula. Jack, they all come from LL. Yeah. Where it's like you can be the hardest nigga out, but at the same time be the softest nigga and whisper in the bitches. And they, like, yeah. even down the songs, like, where do you see my like? That's all from I need a love and I, like yeah. it just yeah. Else. I agree with that. So you, this had to be before L even switched his pitch. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Where Mo D when he was still, still ferocious, yeah, right? Still, where yeah. Mo was kind of thinking like, oh no, I'm above this little nigga, and then you know they had to learn a hard lesson. Michael Mom, nigga, right? So I'm the world, I crush. Yeah, real shit. Mo D, I see his curl. Yeah. yeah, that was a good music breakdown. But any the lists are out there. Y'all can just go on Twitter or Facebook. Yeah, I'll retweet them for y'all. Um, put them in the Patreon or something. Follow yeah. the Patreon. Yeah, I put them on the Patreon. These rat- yeah, listen, <laughs> listeners my age. Let me hear what y'all got to say. Yeah, all our uh, yeah, all, forty and up, forty pluses. Tell yeah. us what you think about these report cards because uh, you know we 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 lean to Dan as the expert on these. Right. Uh, for those ones, the nineties ones, we can speak more clearly to those. Um, I want to talk about some confusion. Okay. Okay. I want to talk about. I got some y'all weirds going out. In this. Okay. Um, Philadelphia Eagles fans. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and, and, and Dallas Cowboys fans. Y'all are fucking nuts. Both of y'all. Yes. And I'm a Cowboys fan. They signed these twins. Yes. I, I'm I, the yin I, and the yang. One cannot exist without the other. I am not this real. I'm a Cowboys fan. Yes. And I said it yesterday. I was like, yo, the Cowboys this year had a very good season. They went 12 and 5, you know, 17 games now. Of course, AB forgot that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's 17 games now in the season. They went 12 and 5 this year, won the division, did not get the bye because the Packers were 13 and 4. You know right. what I'm saying? This year, they were stellar. Dak came back from completely ripping his leg off. You know what I'm saying? They came back. Dak had a great year. This was the first time in Cowboys history where they had a quarterback who threw as many yards, a running back who scored as many touchdowns, a defensive back who had as many interceptions, a defensive lineman who had as many sacks. Like yeah. they were, they were pretty well rounded. But yeah. at the end of the day, they got fucking king of the hill, Mike McCarthy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> as the fucking coach who I hate. <laughs> they have Jerry Jones who has. For the sake of billions of dollars, I personally think Jerry Jones in the Illuminati, and he's never winning a championship because that's nah, it. over. Jerry Jones literally built that stadium with that big ass open roof. Do you know what they, his response was to why they had the roof? He said, "So God can watch the Cowboys play." <laughs> White nigga, what? <laughs> You're never winning a Super Bowl. Nah, it's over. Did you see yesterday they had a whole drop, John, because of the sun, the glare, because the roof was open. Like close the close fucking the, roof. Close it, bitch. <laughs> close the fucking Call roof. Call a TV timeout and like, close the roof. Dog. But anyway, Cowboys went out there and like always, some Cowboys. Did you watch the game? I watched part of it. It was the most egregious game I've ever watched in my life. The Cowboys yesterday broke their personal team record for most penalties in a playoff. Yeah, game. some Cowboys shit. They had fifteen. They had penalties. penalties. They had a bunch of pre penalties. They had penalties that didn't even make fucking sense. Like, let's say Dan is. 
the defensive lineman, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm the offensive lineman and you're the running back, right? If me and Dan are going towards each other and you're following me and Dan has a step on me and I hold on to his jerseys, right? It's out of the simple strength that you're running right behind me and I'm trying to create a lane for you. Yeah. Did I do something illegal? Yes. Hopefully I don't get called for it. I got called for it. It's a holding. The play is coming back. Yeah, yeah. it's a blatant Jones. Why the fuck is the nigga over there holding? <laughs> it was You're not like, even part of the play. Dog, it was a nigga yesterday where they sweep the shit to fucking uh, um, Dabo. The play, it was a sweep. It already was passing, and he pulled the lineman down to the ground. And they gave him a first down. And it was yeah. just like, what the fuck? It was shit like that. So the Cowboys, they were getting tor torched in the beginning of the game. They fucking wound up coming back, getting down to within six. It was all this goofy shit. The Chiefs got, they got him to third and, and seven fucking penalty, first down. They got him to third and 15. The nigga goes and... He got the first down initially, but they realized his knee was down. Yeah. So they boarded it back and was like, now it's fourth and inches. Uh, Garoppolo just called a QB sneak. All he essentially had to do was have a heart attack and fall the fuck forward. <laughs> He's getting the first down. He does that. They get called for a fucking false start. So now they got to go back fourth and six. Now they punt. Cowboys get the rock back. They ran three beautiful plays to get the ball. Out of bounds. Yeah. 15 yards, out of bounds. 13 yards, because out of bounds. Because McCarthy burned an unnecessary timeout, so then they were in this spot where they don't have any timeouts. Right. Now. They got down. Now it's 14 seconds left on the clock. They got the ball at the fucking 46-yard line. Yeah. Dak hikes the shit, at QB draw, and just goes up the middle. And to myself, I'm thinking like, all right, this doesn't make much sense. <laughs> but in theory, it did make sense. Go down. You'll pick up a quick 15, 20 yards. You'll be in position to have one shot at the end zone if y'all can get everybody down here and spike the ball. But like the Cowboys, the ref who has to touch the ball before yes. the play can go live just stands there. When Dak, They literally showed it like in the, the spotlight. When, he, when Dak took off running, the ref was like, oh, shit, ball out. <laughs> and he got tackled like, oh, shit, and had to bolt down the field. And it's like, bro, you're a professional referee. When you see this nigga with 10 seconds left on the clock running in the middle of the field, you know he's not getting to the end zone. You have to take off running down there to get down there to touch the fucking rock. Why are you standing there? So he had to come running down. By the time he came running down, Dak and the lineman had already set. So the nigga runs into Dak and the lineman so he could touch the rock. By the time he does that, Dak gets the ball, tries to spike it. No time on the clock. They started... They powerhouse that nigga. <laughs> the referee as he was walking out. They hit him with everything from the concession stand. It's yeah, like, but they, they said it was Dak. They said, uh, Dak, no better. Supposed to get a quarterback the ball. Right. He's supposed to get the ball. I think it's just the, the fact that it was such a scramble. It was yeah. like, oh shit, just get into the fucking formation so we can spike it. But anyway, Cowboys, they, they lost the game way before that. Yes. They were mentally unprepared. I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm true and true, but. I'm going to keep it a buck. They were not mentally ready at all yesterday. Yeah. They were just giving up dumbass plays, dumbass penalties. They weren't ready They deserved to lose. They deserved to lose. Fuck it. My biggest problem is, and this is my <laughs> y'all weird, the Eagles were already out of the playoffs. The Eagles were down 31 nothing. They got boat raced. When the Cowboys shit over, one of my Eagles homies sent me a picture of him like laughing with his Eagles shit. I'm like, what's this? He's like, yeah, nigga, y'all out of there. And I'm like... Y'all been out Sorry, of there. Sorry, y'all. 
I've been out since this morning. <laughs> like, yo, woke up out of here. Like, what are you talking about? The delusion in the fact that he, and I, I can't even say it's the same way for Cowboys fans because I know several Cowboys fans. Yeah. They think all losses are not created equal. Cowboys fans, honestly, like me, Rod, you, my yeah. man, Maurice, like Cowboys fans want to win a championship. Yeah. We don't give a fuck about who losing, who we want to win a championship. Yeah. Eagles fans be like, yeah, we want to win a championship. Cowboys, <laughs> like, it's like that shit yeah. where they're more happy about a Cowboys loss than they are about an Eagles win. Yes, because the Eagles and the Cowboys could lose on the same day, and the Eagles fans are happy. They're celebrating. It's sad. They're Finn McCoo's getting lit. Like y'all lost too. Like this is stupid. This is dumb. And this is what I spoke to last night on Twitter when I said, "Yo, Eagles and Cowboys fans." Rivalry makes all the sense in the world because they're both equally delusional. Yeah. And what I had to break it down to a couple people was is situational delusion versus sustained delusion. Right. Like the Cowboys fans think that they're going to go to the bowl every year. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. Chrissy Carter at quarterback, you're going to the bowl, baby. Nigga, uh, uh, Orton? Orton. Motherfucking Brett Brett Favre going to die. You know what I'm saying? And then. We got a clear path to the Super Bowl. That it's, video of me getting booed with the Cowboys shit on and Buffalo Wild Wings, yeah. Kyle Orton was the quarterback and I was in there with Cowboys about to die. Because <laughs> Kyle Orton, that quarterback. I'm risking my life with number nine. <laughs> Call it high, Kyle. Dumb shit. Dumb shit. Whereas the, Eagle, the Eagles have situational delusion. Like my favorite activity when I used to work for Enterprise, when I worked in the rental branches, was Mondays, Tuesdays after oh a, a, a tough God. Eagles loss. Hearing the fans call in and be oh. like, "Yeah, this is a uh, this is Trevor from Aston, PA, first time, long time." Uh, all, all, all I'm saying first is, time, long time. <laughs> and uh, I just want to say, That's man, exactly how they be sounding. Tough, tough loss yesterday. Yo. You know, to the Buffalo, to the to the three and a ten Buffalo Bills, Yo. tough loss yesterday. But all I'm saying is, we got four games left, three in the division. Yo. We never know, man. We get hot. You know what I'm saying? We sneak in Yo. at eight, seven, and one as a wild card. Garcia starts dinking and dunking. Some quarterbacks, you never know, man. We, we might could do it. And it's just like, no, you're not going to do it. The funniest when they call in and it's muffled. <laughs> I don't understand. How do you not understand time clock management in that situation? Hello? <laughs> fucking tweaking on 16. They be angry as shit when they even lose. Oh, they be flaming. My dad, one of them WIP 16 niggas, and he'll pull up the radio so loud you can hear it with the windows rolled up. <laughs> it's like, why are you listening to the radio that loud? Like, dog, they be pissed with the Eagles lose. Oh, this is this is John from Broomall. Uh, tough loss yesterday, man. I think we're going to rebound. We're going to yeah. run the table yeah. uh, the rest of the season. So, so you're saying we're going fifteen and one? Yeah, we're going fifteen and one. Yeah. We got Big T on the line. Big T, you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm in Mayfair. <laughs> Let me talk to you real quick. <laughs> be pissed, dog. Pissed. But it's like the, you just said it, sustained delusion, yeah. situational delusion. Cowboys fans don't give a fuck. Whatever's going on, we go into the bowl that year. Right. We'll readjust depending upon the schedule yeah. and what ultimately how yeah. it shakes out. Eagles fans are like, oh, no, this is this, we're going to pick our spot. This yeah. is it. Yeah. No, yeah. it's not. Yeah. I went to the Super Bowl uh, as uh, what was like damn near even odds against the Patriots that year. They won fucking McNasty threw the fuck up. <laughs> McNasty. <laughs> <laughs> Donovan McNasty threw up, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Threw the whole shit off, like fucked everything up. T.O. came out there playing with motherfucking screws in his ankle like Bionic Man had the fucking game of his career. Y'all still lost. Like, like yeah, like you 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 mentioned the delusion on uh on uh Instagram. What was the tweet I was cracking up? You had said the um Which one? 
Because I, I came in a group chat about I was fucking dying off of that shit last night. You said the um fuck. Uh oh, Super Bowl or bus. Super Bowl or bus, <laughs> Tampa or bus. Like, listen. <laughs> when the Eagles used to practice at Lehigh, yo, yo, and the fans was allowed to come to practice, bro, they had training camp and shit like that up Lehigh, man. Them motherfuckers be like, yes, Tampa or bus, baby. Yo. Going all the way. Like, yo. nigga, fucking Doug McDermott is <laughs> your quarterback. Yo. Like, Doug Peterson is literally your quarterback. Yo. You're not going, no, you're not even going to the playoffs. Jeff like, Garcia, Ty Detmer, Coy Detmer. Beans was in the, the whole video with a hoing jersey. With a hoing jersey. On Bobby <laughs> hoing. Bobby hoing got paid by the Raiders because of his fucking, yeah. his averageness with the Eagles. Yeah. Remember Mike Mamula? We could coach him up. Mike Mamula destroyed the combine. Insanely destroyed was the, the combine. the worst football player of all time. <laughs> they gave that nigga a Boston playbook. He was like, what's this? <laughs> I just go fast. That nigga was like I the just Rick, go fast. That nigga was the Ricky Bobby of the yeah. NFL. Real shit. But it's just like, yeah, Eagles fans, it, it was funny. He was like, yeah, man, if we could just get in, you know, through wild card, maybe in, win the division, you know, who knows, man? You know, we show up in the conference finals, you know, it's it's, 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 any, it's anybody's game. And it's like, yeah, I had to explain this to my homie the other day. I'm like, the Eagles fans being happier that the Cowboys lost than the Eagles won it. It's nuts. It's, it's, it's sad, yo, because it's like, my, like literally, I had an Eagles fan tell me, "Yeah, it's like having two opportunities at a championship." I'm like, "Nigga, what?" <laughs> That's what he told me. That's not how that works. He was like, "Cause if we win the championship, it's great. We win the championship. But if y'all lose the championship, that is our championship. That is a championship. So technically, we have 27 championships. If you can, <laughs> like, no, it's not how this works. My y'all weird for this week as <laughs> Eagles fans. Y'all <laughs> are nuts." Insane, psychopath, psychopath. You literally have like you. There's something has to be wrong with you. My man, I work with dead ass made a whole meme of, of himself <laughs> about the Cowboys losing with eagle shit on two hours after the, the Eagles, Eagles got lost, put got out of boat the race by Tom Brady. <laughs> boat race got annihilated. Like y'all are delusional, yo. Absolute delusion. Like That's they never stood a chance. They were down thirty-one to nothing. Mm -hmm. Tampa pulled their starters. It was funny. We were walking out of Wegmans. We went to Wegmans up there at uh, where the movie tavern is. Yeah. We were walking out. White guy was in front of me. And he walked past one of the cart boys, like the people to be getting the carts yeah. and shit. And he was like, what's the score? What's uh, what, what's, what, had the Eagles turned it around? He was like, nah, it's 31. They were up 31 nothing. It's 31-15 now. He was like, okay, got some fight in them. How much time left? Like 17 seconds. I'm, he was like, all right, well, you'll be next year, man. I, I'm I'm like, yo, they really never let's let it go. No. He said, okay, say so show some fight. How much time left? He's like, it's the end of the four. It's like 17 seconds. He's like, well, that, that's a good sign. They said they didn't quit. So next year, <laughs> keep that momentum rolling. <laughs> I'm just like, what, man? Like, dog. Jules yesterday during the game. I, uh, no, I'm sorry. Last week. Yeah, man, the way the Eagles finished this end of the season out, man. Yeah, like fighting, man. They, that, that's just hard. Shit, yesterday having him and Kim in a group chat, he like, they need to get rid of the QB. They need new linebackers. We ain't going to hold you. We going to need some D-backs. <laughs> like, y'all ridiculous, yo. Eagles fans are absolutely nuts. They got yo. crushed. Crushed. They got absolutely crushed. And then turned around and were excited about the day because the Cowboys fucking lost. And I'm a Cowboys fan. I they were they were abysmal. 
that they were just mentally just ugh. it was it was hard watching that shit yeah, yesterday. Man. But yeah, that's my yard weird for this week. It's definitely Eagles fans and somewhat Cowboys fans too. Because at some point we just gonna have to face facts. I was sitting there yesterday and it was just like not gonna lie. I like the Bucks colors. I'm about to just be a Bucks fan. Like, I, I'm giving up at this well, point. Well, Max Kellerman says if your team doesn't produce a championship for ten years, you're allowed to change teams with no judgment um, and at, at no fault. So, Cowboys fans, if you're listening out there in, in Texas and around the world, because Cowboys Nation, feel free to just change teams. It's okay. It's my, no I'm judgment. Tell you, my, I, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna be fair. My y'all weird for this week is Eagles fans and, and Cowboys, Cowboys fans, fans too yes. because. As much as I hate Eagles fans for their obnoxiousness with the Cowboys lose, Cowboys fans as people, like as humans, oh, are the most obnoxious they're incorrigible. people. Because Cowboys fans can somehow find Cowboys memorabilia and apparel that no other team produces. Oh, yeah. Did you see the chick with the Cowboys fedora? Yo, you said the, you said the Cowboys fedora is nuts. It's nuts. Big ass star <laughs> on the side of the fucking fedora Jay with the feather in it. What is this? Like, where did you get this from? The fucking name, Fred Durst house. Old head that used to live on my block. He was a vicious Cowboys fan. He had Cowboys like everything. When I tell you, that nigga had like, he had a Cowboys gear shift in his car. <laughs> like the, the handle was a like, star. This like, is unnecessary. We went in his crib and we was lifting weights. He used to have us lifting weights on the block and shit. So it was cold. So we started lifting weights in the basement. Though we came in his basement, that nigga had a Cowboys water heater. And I was like, where the <laughs> fuck did you even get that? <laughs> like, what? Who produced that? A Cowboys water heater? He had a heater. Cowboys water heater in his basement. And it's just like, why, yo? Insanity. Shit no one's ever supposed to see. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's nuts. Straight ridiculous. So yeah, Cowboys fans and Eagles fans together are my y'all weird. Chick got spooky uh, this uh, weekend. Uh, of this week. It's another playoff game tonight. The Rams are playing. Uh, oh, the Rams are playing the uh, Packers. No, the um, uh, what's the other team that got in? Front I don't. Of I can't think of it. You got me. Yeah, got but it's a, it's a Monday night playoff game. This is the first time they did that, right? That's COVID. Cardinals. Cardinals. Couldn't think of the other team. It's gonna be a good game. Um, so real quick before we get out of here, I want to introduce a new segment. It's called Down Bad with Chad. Uh, where every week we're going to highlight the horrible film, uh, a horrible film that I watched, um, and basically the general premise and where you can find it at. So this week's film of the week <laughs> for Down Bad with Chad is called You Only Live Once or YOLO for short. Uh, this one you can find on Prime um, on Amazon. And this is from, uh, this is a Philly-based film, The Saint Production. Shout out Jimmy The Saint. Main character's name is Lance. Lance okay. gets himself a job at a financial firm that turns out to be running a Ponzi scheme. And all the drug dealers and street niggas that Lance took straight cash from, no cashier's checks, right. no wire transfers, none of that he took cash from, are now descending upon him to get their money back. But his bosses are both in cahoots and spent the fucking money. Ah, okay. So now Lance goes on a journey over a 24-hour period of him running around the city on foot because one of the drug dealers took his car keys and he escaped on foot. Okay. And he just runs around various parts of the city, which turns to be around the Croc Center, Germantown and uh Germantown and uh Erie. Uh where else did he go? Oh, this uh, is in Philly. This is in Philly. Oh my it's, goodness. It's in Philly. <laughs> he said the Crocs in. I'm like, what stadium is that? Dog, and at no point does it dawn on him to just go home. Like, this nigga's just <laughs> running the streets. He run into a young boy, Y.O.C., the young kid rapper from, from walking Wyoming. He run into him. The young boy like, yo, let me kick it with you. <laughs> Whatever the case. They just walking around together at four in the morning. And I'm like, Lance, go the fuck home. And he won't go home. Is anybody in this movie that we know? 
Surprisingly, no. I was looking for it like, yo, I know this dickhead. Like, it's nobody no, in the no, film. No, no, I mean, that... like, any, like, actual known actors. No, 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 no. No, okay, no okay. known actors, none of that shit. It's all indie. Uh, but it, it, it was just, like, a ridiculous movie. And it's like, yo, it had the opportunity to be good because the storyline was essentially Ponzi scheme going wrong, blah, blah, blah. People come in to get their money, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, yo, every situation a nigga was in, he found his way out of it. Even to the point where it was like the drug dealer that gave him two hundred and fifty thousand turned around and put a hundred thousand on his head for burning him out of two hundred and fifty thousand. Right. And it's like at that point when I'm out two fifty, I would be trying to mitigate my losses and just kill this nigga myself. Right. I wouldn't be outsourcing the work to to pay another hundred grand because I'm still not gonna get my bread, my two fifty back. Right. So it was just like plot holes like that, shit that just didn't make any sense. And then eventually, uh, it ends with the 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 main drug dealer. I think his name was like uh, Shady Black or whatever the fuck his name ended up being. Ended up being uh, kidnapping Lance at his home, holding his wife hostage. All this takes place on Lance's uh, first year wedding anniversary, by the way. Okay. Taking his wife hostage, taking Lance to go find his bosses, and then him killing the bosses, and then not recovering any of the money, and rescinding the contract that was on his head. Oh, wow. Even though the movie started with Lance telling him, I didn't take the money, it was my bosses. And he said, I don't give a fuck about that. But it ends with him killing the bosses and taking the contract off his head. And that's just the end, that's of-, just the end of the movie. Lord Jesus. A hundred minutes of nothing. And you be watching these movies? I like, be bored, dog. I've yeah. watched every fucking movie you can watch. Oh. You finished it. I, I finished the internet. I, <laughs> like, <laughs> I finished all the streaming apps. I was in here watching Sicario 3 last night. I had to cut that oh, shit yeah, off because it was, was so bad. Yeah. And the thing is, all right, so independent filmmakers out there, we shoot with a uh, with a Netflix-approved grade camera now, uh, the Panasonic Loomis camera. What I've noticed is that, number one, y'all shots don't match up. Like, the way that y'all film versus the B-roll, the B-roll looks beautiful. The B-roll looks like you about to see the greatest movie oh, of all they, time. The stock footage. They it, bought it. Oh, they bought this. Okay, so they bought the stock drone shot of yeah. Philly and the, and the Ben Franklin Bridge and all that, yeah. and then they pieced that in, and then the, the regular video footage looks like a fucking reality TV show shot on an yeah. iPhone. <laughs> and it just fucks up the whole viewing experience for the movie because it's like, why does it look like like this like why does this shit look like uh uh one more chance at love like why does it look yeah. like that like it's just a it's just a bad look so get y'all shots together y'all cameras together learn how to use the right shutters and the lenses and all of that so that you can produce a decent product because if it looks good I'm gonna watch it if it's just if it's a dumbass movie but it looks good at least I'll watch it and there's hundreds of thousands of people out there like me that'll give your bad movie a shot just because it looks good yeah you crazy I ain't got the time so that's the first uh, initial uh, inaugural uh, down bad with Chad. down bad with Chad. I want to end on a serious note. Okay, um, Philadelphia right now. <laughs> um, it's funny you just mentioned all this crime and nonsense yes. in this movie, but yeah, Philadelphia right now is we're we're at an impasse. I think that might be the proper word. Mm-hmm. Where it's like I think that's fair. It, <laughs> you almost feel like it can't get any worse. But then somehow we find a way to make it worse. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like at every every month we're at we're just something new comes about. We started off this year. We're already we're forty percent higher with murders than we started last year. That's nuts. And last year we finished the year with five hundred and sixty two murders. Yes. We're already or we're forty percent higher. I want to say when I saw it the other day, 
Don't give me the lion. I'm going to go ahead and pull it up real quick. I want to say we were at 24 mm-hmm. the other day. 23. 23 the other day. Man, we was doing good the first seven days. First seven days was chill. But then it got cracking. You know what I'm saying? I guess the mummer shit was all back. <laughs> got warm the- for them two days. Yeah. We were, we had uh, 23 murders, though, already for 2022. Which is up 40%. Yeah. And we... Carjackings right now. 100 carjackings. Over 100 carjackings. Last year, in well, in 2021. In 2020. 2020. We had 400 in this city carjackings last year we had 770 in the city like yeah. it doubled yeah we already had somehow at 100 i don't see how yeah that means it's like four a day literally like it doesn't make any sense <clears throat> and it's a situation where um, I, was, I saw that and i was like that has to be it, wrong. it jumped off the chart at me when i saw it and it's a thing where desperation has led people down a path of jumping in lanes of shit that they have no, no idea what they're doing. No business being in. No business being in, no idea what they're doing. At the end of the day, message to the carjackers of Philadelphia. Y'all niggas don't know nobody with no chop shops. Y'all niggas don't know nobody with no shipping containers. Y'all don't have a connection to Central Africa or Western Africa to be able to sell these you fucking cars and make a friend. Yeah, you don't know right. no African. You don't know a good African. <laughs> In a city that's probably 8% African, you don't even know no Africans. No. You don't have no way to offload these vehicles and make a business out of it. To where somebody like me that's on the outside looking in like, yo, y'all taking penitentiary chances and doing some dumb shit but at least there's a system connected to what y'all are doing there is none there's no commerce backing this up y'all are stealing people cars to go ride around and the majority of the offenders coming to find out are all teenagers, teenagers. they're they, kids they took a congresswoman's car that's federal took a congresswoman's car five of y'all in the car and went to the mall. went to christiana mall for some tax-free shopping yeah. and got arrested by the u.s marshals four hours later Ain't shit in the Christiana Mall. Nothing in there. Federally risk worthy. It, it ain't <laughs> nothing. even nothing in the fucking Sydney Thomas in the jury store. Uh, it's no reason uh, for you to have taken that risk. Now I will say the Cinnabon is always. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that for some reason that's the best Cinnabon. The and, one and the, the thing Christiana is, Mall. it's like because they took her cell phone, it automatically made it federal to where now. Oh, when they went to another state, interstate commerce. Interstate that commerce. Too, that no, too. That too. But had they not left the state, just even having a uh, cell yeah. phone made it federal uh, off rip because you, you took federal, you took federal uh, property, yeah. took federal property. So now y'all are taking something that warrants three and a half to seven, and y'all turning it into fifteen to thirty, yeah. just by the nature of your crime and the shit that y'all doing. And y'all are signing y'all selves up for shit that y'all not ready for because this is what I'm going to tell you. When you go into the federal penitentiary system, all of that rah-rah shit and all that don't fly. And Dan can speak directly to this. Dan did how many years in the feds? Five. Five years in the feds. All that rah-rah, I'm glad, all that shit ain't, ain't, ain't cracking. You in here with niggas that got 30, that got 40, that got L's next to their name for capital murder, shit like that. And them lifers is not going for that. Them niggas is going to poke you the fuck up. Yeah, the younger you are, you going to the penitentiary. Yeah. It's straight to the pen. <laughs> you got to take your knife to the shower. You got to have somebody... Watch the shower for you while you shower. Like it, yeah, yeah, so you come in there on some rah-rah shit. Them old heads going to poke you the fuck up. They going to rape you. They going to throw you off the tier. All that shit. Like, it's not going to go the way you think. So y'all are signing y'all selves up for shit that y'all are not yeah, ready I mean, for. Oklahoma, Kansas, some fucking way. None of that shit. Matters. Yeah, no visitors. No, none of that shit. Ain't no allies. All that. You a dickhead. And all, none of that shit don't fly when you getting sent to these flyover states and all yeah, that shit. One, one, of, one, of my, one of my peoples I used to uh, gamble with shit, he went into the feds and he, uh, he took a plea. 
Yeah. And he requested, like, could I just be close? That's all I want. Like, I'll take the Yeah, no problem. We got you. Send him to Washington State. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, He's like, oh, no. DC? No, nigga. No, no, not, no, not Chocolate no, City. No, 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 no nigga. <laughs> no, Washington no. State, nigga. Fuck no. you. They made one of one of you, you heard of the Toyota Tacoma? That's yeah. what nigga. You going to Tacoma? <laughs> Tacoma, Washington, motherfucker. <laughs> you going to Tacoma? Like yeah. one of the one of the old heads from my hood. He got caught up in some shit. Ended up turning federal. Whatever. He fighting the case, fighting the case, fighting the case. They end up litigating the shit. He takes seven years. They say, all right, cool. Um, you go, you going you can go to Indiana uh, federal uh, facility. You got to turn yourself in on this date. All right, cool. So what's my transport? Where I turn myself in? Local? Say, yeah, it ain't none. You got to bring yourself. Bring yourself to federal penitentiary. Yeah. One thing decent about bring yourself, though, with the feds, right? You can have a fresh pair of gray 99s. Okay. A G-Shock and a, a, long, and a gray sweatsuit. And you can keep it. Okay. Right. So Dan's trying to get fresh. Oh, you gotta, you gotta get, fresh. You gotta get your fresh right. No, this into the fence. All right, listen, this is a Chipotle. <laughs> I don't fuck about these niggas. Like, yeah, no, nah, but it's just this carjacking shit has really become like a, a nuisance. Yes, because like you said, it's not even like I could. Again, I'm not with no crime. I'm not with none of that bullshit. But I could understand if y'all was just coming, taking the car, and like you said, it was attached to some shit. Yeah. But y'all out here really trying to bust people asses, like really trying to bust heads open yeah. over a car that you about to just ride around in. Literally. To where you turning this shit into a murder one. Yeah. Like behind a fucking Corolla that you yep. don't have for two hours. Right. This is just dumb. And what they didn't bank on was that people would see the violent statistics, see the violence keep ticking up, the murders, the carjacking, the violent assaults and all of that, and the people took up arms. Yeah. And what y'all didn't equate for was the nigga that I'm trying to rob got a gun too. Yeah. So now the pizza delivery man got a glick. Mm -hmm. The fucking Chinese man, we saw him light them young niggas up in yeah. his motherfucking driveway, had a glick. Please, please, ain't no please, nigga. Yeah. You engaged me with violence, with nigga. a weapon. You would have killed me. The Lyft driver. Yeah. Tearing you niggas out the frame. I better get fast. Yeah, niggas is <laughs> nigga, niggas is running into yeah. John Wick. Yeah. And John Wick is tearing y'all the fuck up. It was and a John the other night. I ran a corner from Cav Crib. He said he could hear the shots from the crib. Right. Motherfucking uh Uber Eats driver, get out the John. Let that shit go. Smoke the young nigga. He was like 17. Yeah. And you earned it. I don't feel no sympathy for you. Yeah. I will say this. I'm advising everyone to get a license to carry. Everyone. Ass, keep it with you just because it's like, motherfuckers out here are stupid. This, this shit is complete nonsense. It's utterly ridiculous. That yep. is funny the other day because I, I I was packing my shit to go to the jaw and I was putting my gun, one of my guns in the case. And yeah. like, what the hell are you doing? I was like, I'm going to get the paperwork, take it to the airport. And she was like, you're taking that with you? I'm like, my shit good in Carolinas and Georgia. And, yeah. shit. and she was like, you you gonna be down there with jewels. Why do you need a gun? I'm like, what if I gotta shoot jewels? Like, <laughs> niggas be tripping. I'm, I'm like, Never I, know. Big nigga, niggas big. Nigga might give a size so. Gotta get this nigga up off me. Right. And it's just like, nah, like we we make jokes out of it because that's just what we do, but it's just like, yo, to go outside and 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 you know, you might not make it home based on your your car yep. is fucking bullshit. Yep. It's nuts. It's like, and I tell you this, I had to go to Montgomery uh, to the courthouse because I'm in Montgomery County. I had to go do my my new joint. Everyone's getting a license to carry. Yep. It was a lady in there with a walker. 
Yeah. I was like, oh shit. Like, yeah. Mima will let yeah. him shut your Got ass. Got it on me. Come try to take this walker, nigga. <laughs> yeah. Hard as what to get these tennis balls <laughs> on the front, nigga. <laughs> Come over here with that bullshit. Yeah. It's like, yeah, everybody is taking up arms. And me personally, I'm told you before, I was, I'm damn near NRA member. I believe that everyone should have a right yeah. to protect themselves. Like, once motherfuckers started using guns and weapons for bullshit, you, you deserve that to yeah. be able to protect yourself out here in the streets. I'm a firm believer in that. So I see no problem in it. I think it's completely ridiculous that we've gotten to the point where it's like every four to five months, Philadelphia finds a new crime wave to be on. Yeah. That's more ridiculous than the last one. Right. <laughs> Did you see the shit the other day, the home invasion where the girl got killed? Four niggas and the girl run up in the crib. Nigga in the crib. He Oh, yeah, yeah. The girl was part of it. He, yeah. She was part of it. It was four, five of them. Oh, in the St. Louis? Yeah. Four niggas, mm -hmm. one girl. They run in the junk. Nigga come out on the porch. Ha, ta, ta. Blow her joint clean off. Mm -hmm. Niggas scurrying down the block and shit. Damn shame what happened to Keisha. Like, <laughs> niggas, is, and, and it's just like, for what? Situation at Willow Grove Mall the other day. Dog, I seen that. Simply carjacking, 20-something-year-old woman with two teenage two young boys. Two teenage young boys. So she's going to get charged with corrupting a minor on mm -hmm. top of the car, attempted carjacking and all that shit. She's going to get 100 years. And, and that y'all playing in these counties and all this shit where, let me tell you, they don't have nothing better to do. No. They don't have nothing better to do than fry they your said, stupid ass. They said the cops seen them and chased them into the mall. Into the mall. Yeah. Caught them on the third level. Yeah. Get your dumb ass on the ground. Yeah. In the mall. It ain't no action up here for a reason. Yeah. So when you bringing us to action, guess what's going to happen? Oh, we going to fry you. We're going we gonna to make an example out your motherfucking ass. And I told y'all last last year, during the middle of the year, we talking about on the podcast and all that, football numbers is coming back. Like, motherfuckers mm -hmm. is going to be getting 76 years, 88 years, uh, 1,245 months, all that shit. Like, y'all think this shit is a game, and y'all going to learn the hard lesson. And I can't wait till the end of Q1 when all these indictments come down and they start sending all you stupid motherfuckers to jail that you think you got away with this or that, you think you got away with that murder and this and this and this and no because they trying to tie you to you who's your ops who's your fucking allies they gonna put y'all all on a motherfucking chart with a triangle next to it and get all you niggas going at the same fucking time yeah man you niggas yeah. are going to jail I, I i just want everybody to be safe and i want everybody to like I, I i hate to be that guy but it's like try spreading some love man i, I guess it's like man that's the one thing where like somebody hit me the other day and it, it was it was it was a little it was an awkward conversation but she hit me and was like yo like that's really your man like y'all stayed and, and it just be like yeah we show real love like right. i'll be at his mom house when he ain't there yeah. like i did as could right now walk right. into his mom crib in south carolina and she like oh his grandma all of them like oh matt yeah. you here you talk to the boy? Nah, I ain't talk to him. You know what I'm saying? Y'all right. go ahead and get that boy on the face up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just what it was. Yeah. It, it, it's like his his people's people's fuck with me. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, I go down there and get love from, like, them dudes on the strength. And it's just yeah. like, yeah. And, and, and literally, one of them told me, like, yeah, you straight. Like, you know, you, know, you, you good. Just, you know what I'm saying? You straight. I'm like. Yeah, and he was like, no, like, you, you, when we leave out there, you you good, you know what I'm saying, you good. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, we go outside, they got all the spaces in front of the club. He's like, yeah, no, like, you with fam, you, you straight. And it's just like, that's what it's supposed to be. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, Kanye say, I can go over here and get love over here, I can go over here yeah. and get love. That's what it should be. But the problem is, we don't really spread love, we only spread bullshit. We only spread attitude and anger and misery. Yep. That's all niggas really know. It's like motherfuckers, like I said it before, motherfuckers that have a million dollars and still walk around mad all fucking yeah, day. Yeah, niggas got a monopoly on misery. And want to go through problems. You said it the other day. You had a, a series of tweets you were talking about. Yeah. Um, uh, Do you remember, is that what I'm talking about? 
Uh, you had a little quick little rant about how niggas only understand. Hold on, hold on. Was it the one talking about? Uh, the fuck was I talking about? Cause you know you get the. I get the going. Yeah, you get the you get, get the, <laughs> you the get going. The growing. You was in there dealing with that tooth. I was like, this nigga. <laughs> Try to keep his mind like he fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Try not to think about it. Sharpen my mind. Uh. Damn. Because it was a real good little rant you was on. Uh, it's good. It's, it, you had a lot of rants, man. Yeah, I had a couple rants the last few days. I'm trying to up the vibration on Twitter, man. It's just I just been seeing just like a lot of just not this isn't so much nonsense on the app, and it's just like yo, let's like start speaking with purpose more. Let's start having you know something actual, you know, some real shit to say, giving people some redeeming quality, something to walk away from some of these conversations with. We ain't gotta just bid and just be be shitheads and call people dick eaters and all that all day. Like we could do something else with this fucking app. Yeah, I can't. Find and that it. was like my 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 greater point to the shit that I was talking about yesterday. Um, but yeah, it's like my niggas, niggas have a monopoly on misery, on anger, on you know calling people out, and it's just like yeah, we in a city like Philly where you know we the- niggas have unlimited energy for discrediting other niggas. Motherfuckers had a whole clubhouse room dedicated to exposing the Roddy Rich shit. He's popping four years now. All of a sudden, he fakey a bit, and it's just like that shit where it's yeah, like, like niggas in- can't wait instead of just getting like Chris say. Pushing the ball further up yeah. the hill, man. Fuck that ball. Da, 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 da. I remember when, when I, I kick your ball out the yard, nigga. And I, like I said, when when Meek had to like accept the joint to the point where he says, "Yeah, I'm that same nigga with the nabby braids." Like he has to always hold on that because motherfuckers gonna be like, "I remember when you was fucked up and uh-huh. he had no money and did it." And it's like that shit. And it's just like, what if, what if this ain't nine years ago? Right. Now what? What if I'm on some different shit? What if I've evolved? What if I've evolved? What if I've refined myself? You sold out. So you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what if what if I, I I put the energy and the time and the effort into bettering myself? Yeah. And the thing about that Roddy situation, particularly, Roddy Rich showed up on Clubhouse. The nigga that was talking shit about him assumed that Roddy Rich was too big to respond to his peon ass. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as Roddy showed up. <laughs> pushing peon. Pushing peon. Yeah. And Roddy showed the <laughs> fuck up. And the whole vibration of the conversation Went to another level to where the nigga was so mute it was embarrassing. Where Roddy was like, "Let me ask you something. You you ever had a million dollars before?" He like, "What do you have? What do having a million dollars before got to do? Nigga, have you ever had a million dollars before?" It's a simple yes or no question. You can choose to answer or you can decline. Okay, so you gonna decline? Bet when when you making the type of money I'm making and I'm responsible for the shit I'm responsible for, I can't be in the hood kicking it with you niggas and making sure y'all straight because I gotta make sure everybody's straight. Right. So one or two niggas having a problem with how I handle my business ain't my business. Y'all niggas need to stop worrying about me. You 36 years old on a fucking app talking about me on an app. I don't even know how to work. I'm 23. I made 20 million last year. Right. You niggas is losers. Right. I got this nigga lawyer. I got this nigga lawyer. Bird's still with me. He, quote unquote, he just gave Bird high six figures amount of money to start a fucking label. Mm-hmm. This nigga's still with me. This person got a lawyer. This per- like, what are you talking about? And then it all boiled down to, well, I ain't, I ain't Bird. I ain't this. So it's all about what I could do for you, nigga. Right. So the set is, the setup is, oh, he fake and he ain't get put on the set and I don't respect that and da 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 da. But the heart of the issue is. What I, ain't I, I ain't getting. Nothing. I ain't eating. I ain't eating. Yeah. You one nigga in a gang of 
Even if it's 50 niggas, 100 niggas, you one nigga, and you think that you allowed to rock the boat enough to where you could fuck this overall thing up. And something big that WAC 100 say all the time that I stole from him, ain't no man bigger than the program. Oh. I ain't no bigger to this shit than you. Dan ain't no bigger to this shit than me and all the way around the board. Right. Ain't one, no one man ain't bigger than the program. Because when Dan the fuck disappeared, we didn't have no video. Right. Nobody didn't step up and say, oh, I'm going to do this for y'all, blah, blah, blah. Ain't fuck that. Like, not even like... Like, yes, the three people in this room right now, but at the end of the day, people like Ra. Right. Without Ra, we don't got a logo. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Without Kev, who knows if we going into these other situations where all these different lawyers and people are talking to me. Jules playing this shit overseas to where we got a fucking stronghold. We, we actually sell merch and guitars. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It's just... Ain't no man bigger than the program, The program yeah. is the program. But I do... I, me, personally, I sit around and I look and it's just like, if people would start understanding this, a lot more programs would move a lot yes. further. Yeah. Niggas would rather, niggas would see the boat moving and would rather shoot a hole in the boat Dog. than help the fucking boat move. Dog, Young Dolph. I'd rather kill him to where can't nobody right. from this area. Now a hundred lives change overnight. A right. hundred. Because it was too many lives changing too fast and, and my I life, wasn't, mine didn't change. Mine, yeah, that's really it. That'd be it. I ain't eating, so I'm going to fucking blow this whole shit up. Yeah. It's sad. And niggas have a monopoly on that type of negativity and misery, and it's fucking festering in every ghetto in fucking America, And it man. don't even be on no big shit. It go all the way down to the very, very bottom. Niggas see you doing... You, you'd be surprised some of the questions and shit I get now and some of the... Like, and it'd just be like, huh? Like, what? And it's just like... Well, you're going to have a tough 22, boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, dog, yeah. it's like, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Niggas going to have a tough 22 and a 23 and this and this, because at the end of the day, we're all on our purpose. We talked about this on Patreon. Like, everybody's on their purpose, and if you ain't, no disrespect, I don't got nothing for you. Yeah. I don't have no energy for you. I ain't I got no rap for you. you. I don't yeah. want to be near you. What am I supposed to do? None of that shit. I'm not trying to be a part of nobody that's a perpetual loser. You got to get the fuck from around me, because I know what I'm doing, and I know where I'm going. Like, I got specific goals that I got for this business, for my life, for my lifestyle, how I want to live, shit I want to do for y'all that y'all don't even know about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, because it ain't just about me. It's about the program. Yeah, that's really it. And we pushing P right now, and the P is for program. Like, so it's, it's just certain things to where it's like, yo, it's people in my life, motherfucker, it's this, people deserve shit, and I want to be able to provide it and give it to y'all. And whether it be through an opportunity or just me saying, yo, I'm having a phenomenal year, huh? Yeah. Take that. Without, you don't owe me nothing. Yeah. And I'm glad to do it. Yeah. And we all on the same shit about each other, yeah. which is the most important part. Yeah, that's that's the part I love about it. And it's just, you know, we, we spoke about it on Patreon last week. Again, go to the Patreon, patreon.com, official TRP. We had a real, so many people hit me about that episode last week, about the uh, scarcity mindset versus the abundance mindset. And I'm like, yeah, these are the conversations I like having, where it's like, this shit we do is fun on a regular platform where we get off topics and all the different things. But when we can really deep dive yeah. into different situations, that's when it's the most fun. And... I realized, like, when I just made the commitment to just put out love, like, really, like, word yeah. to Diddy, like, just be love, like, show love, like, tattoo. I show genuine love to Tat because Tat showed genuine love to me. And in the midst of that, 
his hats fly off the fucking rack and he creates hats for us. And, you know, and we just have conversations that are all about building. Cause Tat, he, he don't, he don't like shy on, he went through depression and counseling and therapy and all. And that became his thing. Rejuvenated love. Right. And it's just like, yeah, why the fuck not walk around happy and yeah. fucking happy for everybody and wanting to see people win and do the best you can. Like Man, that, I that, tell that, people all the time. I've been it doesn't make any sense. Since 2014. So the last eight years straight, man, I straight tell, I'm like, listen, man, your happiness and your mindset is a is a decision. Yo, you can make yours. you can make the choice to be happy, or you can make the choice to fucking wallow and be upset and this and this and this. But a lot of times, your problems will fix themselves if you just have the right fucking mind state and just go to work. And going to work is not ripping a fucking councilwoman out of her car. That, that ain't that, it. That's man. just bringing it all full circle. Y'all that ain't are tweaking it. with that. So and the youth, the youth of our city needs saving. The youth of New York needs saving. Um, the youth of America, period, the black youth in particular, because y'all the main ones causing all this chaos. I saw a story the other day, 14-year-old basketball prodigy from Brooklyn, New York. This motherfucker was ranked in the top 100 in the country. This motherfucker decided he wanted to be a driller. He didn't kill four people in the last six months. Mm. And the police is actively looking for this nigga because they know he did it. We ain't guessing. We know you did it. And it's like that sort of shit. And it's just like, yo, we got our kids. We fucking plastered this nasty-ass drill culture across our internet, across Al Gore's internet, so much that our kids are aspiring to be shooters instead of professional athletes. Mm -hmm. We are embarrassing, embarrassing as a whole. Nobody in this room, because we got our purpose and we know the folks, but when you add us all up, all the Taniquas and Shaniquas and Pookies and Ray, we are fucking embarrassing. Yeah. And if you one of these these mothers that got one of these sons and you know he out here drilling shit and doing this and this and you still on the internet defending him and not my baby and all that, you part of the problem. Yeah. Real shit. Hello. You part of the problem. Accountability is why I was having a conversation yesterday about accountability. No one likes it. Because it's tough. Because the tr they say, simply stated, the truth hurts. Yeah, it hurts. It, it's the truth. <laughs> the truth. That shit, like, ooh, oh. Like, account I mean, oh. accountability and the knowing to where it's just like, yeah, all of us could do a little bit more. Listen. Like, everybody. We all could. Like, you know, like Mitch always says it. BF, I, I, call, I keep calling Mitch. BF always says it. If you could just change one man on your block, like one boy who's transitioned into a man. Like, you don't got to be the man in the city. You don't got to be the man in this yep. part down here. Just be the man on your block where you affect what goes on on that street you live on where you don't let the young boys. Do. My grandpa was like that. My grandpa was 96, 97. He walked right up to the young boys. They would put the weed out and all just out of respect. Like, yeah. my, he, 97, he ain't tackling nobody or taking nobody to the ground, but yeah. just the respect of it. Like, Yo, no, you're right, Mr. Wall. You know, and my, my, one of the young boys, he used to always tell me, like, yo, your grandpa, like, he never, like, he would come and talk with us. And I always fucked with your grandpa. Yeah, he didn't talk at us. Yeah, he would just come and have a conversation with us and just, like, yo, I man. see you smoking that reefer, boys. Yeah, the reefer. <laughs> Put that reefer out. Goddamn <laughs> reefer. Like, yeah, but that shit is real, man. So if we could be here all day with that. Yeah, for sure. But it's just the, 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 the energy in the city right now, like, I'm, I'm not even trying to be funny. I know, like, women who are, like, stand up. Never been in anything named to if you you know have a check for me unless you if you want to check for me have a check they ain't none of them bitches they just I'm talking about bitches that work at at, at Hup yeah. is Hup still open Hup open is what is Hup Hospital University of Pennsylvania so what's the one that closed Hahnemann Hahnemann yeah closed, like I'm yeah. talking about people that work at the hospital and work for 
Pico and this and that. Women riding around with guns on their lap. As they should. As they should, because it's ridiculous. Lap of the cup holder. Don't yeah. don't let that shit out, out of arm's reach. You no. never know what's going to happen. I, I, I and had, keep one in the chamber. Dog, I had a conversation with somebody the other day. She was like, yeah, she keep her gun in her purse. I'm like, why? Yeah, no. Put that mother. Yeah, that's cool. When you get in the car, though, cup holder. You want that motherfucker in immediate yeah. reach? Give me a second, uh, Mr. Robert. Let me go. Uh, you want some gum? <laughs> you in the first. You want some like, zebra shirt gum? <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, just stay protected, stay prayed, and yeah. I got yeah. Else. Check on y'all peoples, man. Make sure that, you know, the people that you care about is doing all right. I want to send a shout out to my mom. She recovering from COVID. She had a little bit of a tough time with it. I just oh, want to say I love you, mom. Glad that you, you know, you're feeling better. Talked to her yesterday. She said she was kind of like turning the corner. She was on the other side of it, but um, she had had, you know, like stomach surgery probably like two years ago, so it was a little rough on her. Mm-hmm. Um, so shout out to my mom. I love you. Hope you're feeling better. And um, that's all I got, man. TRP, we out. Definitely, man.